Welcome in everybody. We are the Fantasy Football Debaters. And we are back. The whole crew is here today. Welcome in Max. First time being back in a, quite a while. Hello. And today, <laughs> today is going to be the playoff special. The 2020 playoff special is finally here. You're gonna, you heard it here first. The best information out there. And here we go. So for this episode, we're going to have a little bit different format than usual. So we're going to start off with our Week 14 Stardom Sidums. Then we're going to move into Playoff Waivers. Then Playoff Drops. And we're going to finish it off with our Top Playoff Performer Predictions. So shall we just start? Let's get right into it, boys. Into it. So we got Week 14 Stardom Sidum. Matt? Let's get started. What do you got? My first stardom for QB for the playoffs is going to be Big Ben. He is playing right... Well, yeah, he's playing right now. Sure is. We are mid-recording mid-game in the first Monday night game. Well, it's right at, uh, end right, of the at the, right at the tail end, yeah. So my stats will be a little bit off, but they are playing Buffalo, who's number 26 next week, and they are just such a good offensive team, and Buffalo has been very bad defensively, so... I believe Big Ben will have a big performance against them in a game that could end up being a shootout, but at least a good game for Big Ben. Like and it. my sit is going to be Derek Carr, coming off a 31-point performance. And you're sitting him. However, he played the Jets. <laughs> and this week, or this coming week, he's going to be playing Indianapolis, number three against quarterback. So Derek Carr has shown that he can just turn off at times. You're not going to be able to trust him in the playoffs. That's all I got. All right. For my quarterback start, I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill versus the number 29 Jags defense. So after a loss to the Browns last week, or technically this week, I guess. (laughs) Yesterday. (laughs) I think you're going to see Ryan Tannehill come out of the gate strong. So last time he played the Jags, he got 26 points. And that was week two, but I think he's going to have another good performance just like that. So if you have him, start him. My quarterback sit is going to be Cam Newton, who just came off a 23.56 point game against the Chargers, which we can all say was a very surprising game, seeing that the Chargers... No, sir, he was my start of the week last week. I (laughs) knew it was going to happen. Against the Chargers, That's why we're the best in the business. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's why you're going to sit him... (laughs) Against <laughs> this following week, against the number two Rams defense. If you look at Cam Newton, he has 13 interceptions on the season with an additional four fumbles. How he's going to be a turnover machine against a very good Rams defense. I, he's not going to get it done. If you have somebody else, definitely start him over Cam Newton. All right. Is that all you got? That's all I've got. That's all, got. all right. I've got a surprising start for a quarterback this week. <clears throat> and. I guess it's not so surprising, but my start's going to be Phillip Rivers. He's playing Vegas this week, and the only reason I picked him as my start for the playoffs was because if I had Phillip Rivers, I would start him if I was in the playoffs, but I'm not currently this year. Anyway, he's been pretty consistent the last uh, five weeks. He's averaged about between 18 and 24 points, and with me having Kyler, who just so happens to be my sit of the week because of the downward spiral that he's been on, 18 to 24 points, I would definitely take over 7 and 14. I mean, 
That's simple math right there. <laughs> I mean, can't I don't, argue that. I don't want to be the captain of the uh, obvious ship here, but uh, I like the numbers better in Philip Rivers. Yeah, he, he seems like a safe option. Is he fully healthy though? Because he's been, has he been like? I mean, he's been playing. I know consist- been playing a little more. He's been, but he's I think been, he's. I just feel like he's been playing way more consistently than. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's a guy that kind of flies a little bit under the radar. Like nobody really talks about him very much, but he is very consistent. At least over the last few weeks of the season. Um, but I have, I have quite a few things on Kyler Murray here as to why I'm sitting him. He for. I know we're talking about week-to-week stardom sit-ums, but for the rest of the season, he really doesn't have any favorable matchups. And he's been struggling the last few weeks against better defenses. And this week, he's going to be playing the number six New York Giants against the quarterback. They're number six against the quarterback. Yeah, surprisingly, their defense hasn't been very hasn't been that bad. And they just got a huge win over Seattle, which is, which is going to do a lot for their confidence considering they're in... The obviously the very worst division in in all of football. First place though. Right and yeah, best of the worst. And that's what I'm that playoff spot with a negative record. And that's what I'm saying is they just beat Seattle and Seattle has been at the top of the power rankings for a very long all season long. So I feel like they're going to be riding that confidence wave and I feel like they're going to play really well coming off of a game like that and beating Seattle. So I just don't think that Kyler is going to have. I don't think he's going to put up anywhere near the numbers that he was throughout the season for the for the remainder of the year honestly i i agree but only if you have somebody that can replace kyler i think if you philip rivers that's what I mean, I, that's if you what have that, him, yeah. but that's but that's what i'm saying if you is, have him on your you team probably pick him up that yeah, yeah. he's he's I, I agree i just think it most people i think if they went kyler they kind of went early and they might not have gotten the greatest backup quarterback so I think if you have the luxury of sitting Kyler, I would agree. But if you really don't, I think you it'd be hard to bench him just so just the rest of the Just season. for example, not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but just for example, Phillip Rivers is the, according to NFL Fantasy, he's the number 21 quarterback. He's only 10% or 10.7% owned, and he's only started 6.9% of that. And obviously Kyler, I'm pretty sure, is right around 100% owned. But look at these numbers. He, I mean, the beginning of the year, he didn't have a lot. And then week six, he started picking it up. He got 24. And ever since then, he's really only had one bad week. And it's and it was a seven-point game. But everything else has been 22. 16 was the lowest that he's had since then. And then it's 21, 17, 19. And then this week, he's playing number 23, Las Vegas. So I feel like he's, you know, he's, he's doing better towards the end of the season. And I feel like if you need him... Or if you need a quarterback for your first playoff game, you could definitely start Phillip Rivers. I agree. And I believe Phillip Rivers, the reason he did bad at the beginning was because the running backs were doing really well over there oh, yeah. near the start. So I think they relied on him a lot less than they had to coming into the back half of the season. Right. But is that all you had for quarterbacks? Yep, that's all I've got. What you got, Max? All right. For my quarterback start of the week, I had the same as Andrew, Ryan Tannehill. Um if you were discouraged with the loss to the Browns, um, don't be. He's still put up 35. Even with Derrick Henry, they're running it real well. Um, I think yeah, Tannehill's a pretty easy start. And my uh, my, my um, <laughs> sit of the week is whoever's starting Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz versus New Orleans. I don't think either one of those should be starting. Carson Wentz has just been a disaster, and 
if Jalen Hurts, he might be a guy in the, the future, but starting versus the Saints defense is not a very friendly I think he's got to get a little, I think he's got to get a, a bit more experience under his yeah. belt before you before can start you're that throwing, Yeah, definitely. And if it's Wednesday... Especially for the playoffs, you don't want to start Jalen yeah, Hurts. Yeah, you don't. Not, I, 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 did, I almost didn't do it because I felt like it was too obvious, but if you are looking for like the spark from a young guy... Um, you're not going to you're not gonna find it, it in Jalen Hurts. Um, you're going to be hurting if you start Hurts. You're going to be hurting if you start Hurts. New Orleans is just... It, they've been one of the best defenses this year. Um... <laughs> Versus quarterbacks and versus everybody. So do not start Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz. All right. Like running backs. My running back start of the week is going to be an honorable mention for my own team. David Montgomery. David Montgomery is who we debated last week, me and Chris. He has a an extremely favorable matchup coming up for the playoffs. He's a guy that's going to be in your lineup for the entirety of the playoffs. He is playing Houston, who is number thirty-one against the run this week. He got he has twenty he had twenty plus points in the last two weeks versus bad defenses. He has obviously been better against bad defenses, and now with I I fully believe he will be much better with Bill Lazor calling the plays because the two the two games that he has played with Lazor calling the plays he has been fantastic and he looks. Can I piggyback off of that because you and I debated this? Yeah. I feel like he can be more of himself with Laser. And this week, like I told you guys yesterday, kind of proved that more for me. And I know that you said that the Lions are kind of a depleted team, but so are the Bears. Absolutely. It's true. So regardless of the any other players on the team or what makes up each team as a whole, I guess you could say, I David Montgomery's uh he's he's starting to regain the trust in uh in the in old Chris here. Yeah, and the th- and you could argue that it is matchups that he's done well against Packers, who are terrible against run in Detroit. But if you look at the Bears' schedule, they've had plenty of other easy teams to go up against, and Montgomery just did not get it done. And I I have to agree. I think Laser might have figured out how to use Montgomery more than Nagy has. And you look at how many yards he's gotten. He got over a hundred. No, the, or, he, he had two he, touchdowns. He had a, touchdowns. over 100 against Green Bay. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And then okay, he had 70-something yeah. yep. against Detroit. Two and look at the rest of his season. He hasn't done crap the rest of the season. So yep. I think so I think the Bears carry, finally started to use him a little bit more how he should be. His yards per carry in the Green Bay game was 9.4, most of that off a big run. Yeah, he had a 52-yard. But then he had 4.2 against the Lions, and he just he has very good matchups coming up. He he's been just much better, and you could. But I mean, even against Tennessee, I believe that was his injury game. He only had two points when he was concussed. Yeah, that's yes. when he left early. But he only he only had two point one yards per carry in that game. Well, how many carries did he have though? He had fourteen. Oh, did he really? Yes, fourteen for thirty yards. Oh wow, not good. Not good at all. But since coming back from injury and since Bill Lazor. He's been much better. So he is going to be in your lineup for the entirety of the playoffs. Are you putting him as a number one or a number two, or are you putting him in flex? Not that it really matters, but... Yeah, it doesn't matter, but I he he's easily going to be just set in your in your running back category. He does. I would go for somebody else. He's just so for sure to me that he's just going to stick him in your lineup as a running back two, unless he's your best running back, in which case you're probably not in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> But he's got Houston, number 31. He has these past three games, Green Bay, number 30, Detroit, 32, and now Houston, 31. So he he should have a field day. And then, he, and then in week 16, which should be the championship, 
He's got Jacksonville, number 28. And Minnesota is 16, but they, they're vulnerable against the run as well. All right. So running back six. my sit is going to be Alfred Morris. Now, not many people are going to want to Alfred start Morris. Alfred Morris, but he had a huge game last week. I believe it was around the 30s. Let me get back to you. Is he still one. on the Giants? Yes, he's on the Giants. So I, how are they splitting it so evenly between him and Gallman? I'm not sure. Because Gallman's been tearing it up too. He had 16.5 points, so not 30. I don't know why I thought 30, but most of that came off of a couple touchdowns. So you're not going to want to start him. He's not. And that was against a Seattle team, number 24, against the run. He's got Arizona, number 17, which is right around middle of the pack, but you're still not going to want to start him. Gallman has been the guy. So moving on to me for running backs, just piggybacking off of this. My main man, Chris, sitting next to me, is going to have to agree. He's going to vouch for this guy right here, Wayne Goleman. Yes, sir. Versus the number 17 Cardinals. Wayne Goleman, he's a, he's a beast. I think he is easily one of the best backups you could have out there, especially for someone like Saquon. You put him, you put him on any other team, and he's definitely the starter. Easily. Maybe not any other team, because you know there's still guys like yeah, Dalvin Cook. Derrick and, Henry, yeah. Yeah, guys like that, but... He, for the most part, he's you fantastic, put him, yeah, yeah. and he can. He's kind of similar to Saquon in a way that he yeah, can be used. He can be used in the pass game, but he's mostly really doing really well in the run game. And against the Cardinals, number seventeen against the run, they're not that good. I think he could have another game just like he has been. If you look at this man's stats, he's been very very consistent from when he started with Saquon being out. He hasn't had under 10 points. Right. I've all. gotten very lucky with the running backs that I've picked up. So, yeah. I, you him got, being you got to keep them. going. Keep riding <clears throat> with him. Yep. So, then moving on to my running back sit, I have Miles Sanders, who has been really? a disappointment this season, I think, for most yeah. people. This season, but I believe he's been picking it up lately. He has been. a little, Not too much, though, actually. Boston Actually, Scott, no, not at all. Boston Scott's also doing pretty well. Yeah, so if you look, if you look at him, he's had pl- he started off the season with a bunch of tough matchups, and that's actually when he did his best. Oh, you're right. And you yeah, and easy. and you look at the later half of the season, he's had a ton of easy matchups. I'm looking at a bunch of greens, and he's just not performed. Seattle number twenty four, he got four point two. Green Bay number thirty, he got three point one. But is that week. because Boston Scott's taken over? A little bit more? I don't believe Boston. I, I think the Eagles have just been just bad. And here's here's the worries that I'm looking at. You look at Miles Sanders, he's 99.1% owned, 75.9% started. If you drafted this guy, you most likely got him anywhere between the second and fourth round. And I think if you have him, you kind of have to start him. You have been starting him most of the season, but he's just been disappointing. And he's playing New Orleans, who's the number one team against the run so it to me it's an easy choice to bench him is that all you got yep okay so my start for running back is going to be adrian peterson i believe that's a good start this man with with the injuries that the running or yeah the injuries that the running backs on uh, detroit have experienced adrian peterson has been thrust into you know the the main the main guy out of that backfield and he's looking like old adrian peterson as of lately because i think Thanksgiving uh, was was when he actually was the, the number one guy for, for sure that week. 
and he he got seven he got over 17 that week and then he just followed up with this week another 17 point performance this week he's playing green bay which is number 30 against the run so i think he's just going to continue that montgomery had a big day as coming off an injury so in right. a game where they got blown out right i just think i don't really have too much more on adrian peterson i think it it's pretty much uh speaks for itself that as long as swift doesn't come back I don't think he's supposed to either. Yeah, I don't, I don't not 100% so. confident about that, but... As long as Swift doesn't sure come back, Peterson is an easy start. Right, okay, so then my going into my sit, I've got Antonio Gibson, and I had written this before tonight's game started, and tonight he ended up getting injured uh, with his toe, I believe. So I'm not sure if he will play next week, but if he does, he's still going to be my sit because he... He's playing the number nine defense against the run, which is uh, San Francisco. He's coming off of two good weeks, but I don't think that. Well, that's before this week. I don't know how he's how he did before his injury tonight. I think he only had one or two points or yeah, something he, like that. He got one point. He got injured early. Right. Yeah, okay. Only, so only two attempts for fourteen yards. But forget about this week. The last two weeks, he's had he's had two really good games. I think on Thanksgiving he had thirty one or something like that, and then the week 31. before that he had what sixteen or eighteen or something. So, I don't know. I, I don't I don't fully trust him. I know Andrew, you've got him, so you you probably know a little bit more about it than I do. But an injury is an injury. I mean, yeah. even if he does play, he's playing through an injury. It's gonna be tough to start him against a There's tough a defense, defense like that. Yeah. Right. And and so the guy that you they would put into that after after him would be McKissick, right? Yes. So I if if that's your other option. I wouldn't. I wouldn't start him either, just because of the the matchup with the defense. Yep, I agree. Yep, that's all Max. I got. My running back start of the week was or is Melvin Gordon on the Broncos. He's like coming it. off a fourteen point week versus the Chiefs, where he had fifteen carries for one hundred thirty one yards. Um, I think he is going to be. He's kind of. He had a bit of a rough start of the year. He had one big game versus the Jets, but. Lately, he's uh, turning it on a little bit more. He did have only four points versus the Saints, but they are the number one ranked defense versus running backs, so that's a, a tough draw. And that was when they had no quarterback, too. Yeah, and that was, yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Yeah. With that Drew Locke, he's much better. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, he got 15 attempts versus the Dolphins in Week 11 and 15 rushing attempts again the, versus the Chiefs this week, going up against the number 27 ranked Carolina Panthers. Next week, I think that's going to be a safe 15-ish points um, that you're looking for in the playoffs. My sit of the week is, I'm not as confident about it. It's a bit more of a, a bold sit um, that I wouldn't do if you didn't have a very a, a great guy behind him. But I'm going to go ahead and say to put Todd Gurley on your bench. Todd mm-hmm. Gurley is coming off. his. This week was his first week back from an injury. He So his last two weeks have actually been versus the Saints, who, as I said, are the number one defense, and he got 2.9 points and 2 points. Now, obviously, that's first one of the best defenses. He had eight rushing attempts both games for 26 yards and 16 yards. So he gets a much easier team going against the Chargers now. But I still think I want to be a little careful with him. And I think I might have some agreement from my uh, my fellow casters. Our co-hosts. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I would just like to point out in the past debate about Todd Gurley, he has been steadily dropping in the he, ranks. He hasn't he been injured. bad. He's the 13th ranked running back, averages 11 points. And before the two, before the injury in the two games versus the Saints, he had 20, 10, 11. So it's not, I don't think he's been like a disaster this year by any means. But he hasn't been a top 
a stud. I've, like I've got, I've got more on play. Todd Gurley later. He's dropped from five. Yeah, no, he's definitely gotten worse. Well, he he's got playing, injured. Playing the number one defense. You can't use that's of injuries. no concern to me. You cannot use injuries as a win in your debate. Oh, saying that a player's going to decline it's, in performance. Yeah, it's, that's not fair. You can't blame him, but he, I, he, I agree. Yeah. He was just scared to play those teams. I told you. Yeah, just... just. <laughs> well, no, he missed He missed the easy game. He missed versus the 29th playing defense. And then he played the two versus the Saints number one ranked defense. Let's he, not forget he, he about wanted the, to take on the tough teams. Let's not forget about the infamous a- accidental touchdown. The infamous accidental touchdown. Was that all? Yeah. That is my running back starting so Let's yes. get to the receivers. All right. Receivers. This one is going to be a little bit questionable, I think, between you guys. But I believe that Marvin Jones is going to have a big week. Coming off a big game against the Bears just now, uh, who is a good, a good defense against receivers. I forgot exactly what number they were, but I think they're three. They were something very good, and they are playing Green Bay, who is number nine, Detroit. But he's their only good receiver on the team. He has a connection with Stafford. They have a new coach, and they looked renewed under that coach. They looked oh, like they were yeah. out from a under a cloud once they got rid of Patricia. <laughs> they they had a lot of they did a lot of polls and stuff asking the players whether they should keep Patricia and they all said no. Every yep. single one of them said no. And with the coach. new with Staff. the new coach after the win, everybody was celebrating with the guy. They like him a hundred times more yep. than Patricia. And Stafford Stafford, the announcer said in that game that he walked out of the tunnel with a smile on his face for the first time in years. Yep. Years, huh? Well, so I believe that their team is much better than they projected this year, at least offensively, and Stafford is much better, making his receivers better. And I believe Marvin Jones, without a Kenny Galladay, is the number one receiver there in a heavy passing attack, without, especially without Swift there. Marvin Jones should have a big week against Green Bay, especially since they will most likely be playing catch-up. All right. My sit is going to be Richard Higgins. Higgins had a... Pretty good game here, but they're playing Baltimore, who's number six. Tennessee was is not a good secondary, and he's just not reliable. Rashard Higgins is not the number one. Baker has not been consistent in any way. They've been a running team, and I believe that's going to continue. Are you talking about Higgins? Rashard yeah, Higgins. 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 Oh, Higgins, not T. Higgins. Sorry. No, not Rashard. I believe T. Higgins They're both injured. Ohio teams. Right. Yeah, T. Higgins is hurt. Which yes. plays in my starting I was thinking the Bengals Higgins. I apologize. So... Higgins is playing Baltimore number six, like I said. He's he's only had one or maybe two good games, how, depending on how you look at it. Did he only start playing because OBJ got hurt? Yeah, he's well, he was hurt too. He was the number three receiver, but then he got pushed up since OBJ, and he had one big game earlier in the season, and then lately this has been his only good game. So I would not be starting Higgins in any fashion, especially on, in the playoffs. You don't, you don't want your team you know, to rest on somebody like, that, like yeah. Higgins. I agree. Andrew? So I have, for my receiver starts, Keenan Allen. I think he's been a little bit under the radar this whole Despite year. It, he's been really good. But he, I, has, I agree. he has been one of the more consistent guys, and one of the things that I'm looking at is his targets. His targets have been crazy. He start like, let me just read off the list of targets that he's gotten the whole season. 8, 10, 19, 11, 2, 13, 12, 11, 7, 19, 10, 11... This man clearly the favorite they, over there. Oh, yeah. He has been for yeah, a long time. Absolutely. That's kind of the story of Keenan Allen's career. Under the radar hero. <laughs> and then they also the Chargers also just came off of 
a very embarrassing loss to New England, where they didn't put up any points at all. And now they are playing the number 31 Falcons. They're going to come out pissed off. They're going to come out ready to play. Do you think they will, though, or do you think the Chargers are kind of... Did you hear about the stuff with Anthony Lynn saying we're not going to make the playoffs, and they hadn't even been mathematically eliminated yet? And I did not were, I didn't hear about the Chargers that. quit on the team. Here's what I think about, about the Chargers and Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen only had 4.8 points. Herbert, I believe, had less than 4 points <laughs> fantasy-wise. And that's because they played Bill Belichick. Belichick is fantastic against shutting down rookie rookie uh, quarterbacks. And he's very good at taking away the number one option. And obviously, Keenan Allen has been the number one option all year, so he took away Keenan Allen. Most coaches can't do that effectively, and especially not Atlanta. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I believe that he is a good start. And he, uh, if you look at his stats, he only has five games where he hasn't scored a touchdown. Yeah, no, so I like that's him. that's pretty well. He's, he's finding the end zone. He I has mean, multiple games over 100 yards. I believe he's the sixth-ranked receiver overall, right? So it's not... The he's, points have been there. Well, eight, mine, mine says eight, eight right eight? now. Eight, okay. So but he has, 10, I yeah. think he has been kind of flying under the radar no, agree, because he hasn't put up monster games, but he has been very consistent for mm-hmm. the most part. He's averaging almost 11 points a game. So. That's all you can ask for. So moving on for my wide receiver sit. I went with Jarvis Landry. Who is playing the number six Ravens? I so, start last week. Caught so a touchdown. Kind of, kind of the same for your Richard Higgins. He last time he played the Ravens, he had six point one points, and if you look at all of his games, Jarvis Landry does not do good against good or against good defenses. He only does good against bad defenses, and I think you're gonna see that. I don't think you're going to see Baker have another game like he did last game. I think my game. only worry is, I don't think the Ravens are a bad defense by any means, but I don't think they're the Ravens that they were in week one, with just the sheer amount of COVID stuff they've had to deal with, and the like getting practice canceled every other day, and all the turmoil they've gone through. I mean, the 6-5 and five and they're out of the playoffs right now. The Ravens aren't like the Ravens they were last year, so I think you, it's easy to give them a little too much credit on defense. I still think they're a good defense. They're not a bottom 10 by any, or they're probably still top 10, but Number I don't think six they're like... Right now. Yeah, I'm saying I think even that might be... I think they've been worse lately. Yeah, the, the beginning and of the just, season... The Ravens aren't stats. the scary Ravens that they were no, but last ba- year. No, but Baker isn't anything special, though. That's the thing, is is Baker... They, they've been getting this far with their run Baker's been the better part. the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But, but he's, they, not, he's not... And I, I'm not saying he's a pro bowler, like, great. And they do have one of the best running... I'm, I don't want to argue about the Browns, but no. it's... It's I, the rushing as you're wearing t-shirt. a Browns well, t-shirt. I, I, I like the Browns, is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I, I just got I got to bench, bench Jarvis Landry because I'm looking at his stats. No, I don't even disagree with the bench. I'm just saying, yeah, the Ravens aren't the Ravens aren't quite as scary. No, as definitely, might seem. definitely not. But Jarvis Landry just he's been another. I feel like disappointment. I don't know if you can blame him Very entirely. Yeah, I haven't Parker. been starting I, him I most think, weeks. Yeah, I think you can blame more week, Baker and in the whole system. But he's had one game. Over 100 yards. He has two receiving touchdowns on the whole season. And he's just really not been all that great. And I think... The Browns are a weird 9-3 team. There's no I think one. if you look at his last two weeks, he had 12 and 20. Those were against poor defenses. And if you're looking to ride the you know the hot wave mm-hmm. and think that Baker's going to do it again, he's not. So no. you're going to have to go ahead and bench him. Jarvis for... Landry was a play last week because of his matchup specifically. Yeah, it was a good yes. play. Yeah, definitely, but... Okay. Moving on, Chris. All right, so my wide receiver start 
<clears throat> it's going to be a little bit controversial because he only had one reception. It went for 72 yards and one touchdown, and that's Tyler Boyd. The only reason I'm I'm starting him this week is because he's playing number 28 Dallas. And T. Higgins, the clear number one over there in, in Cincy, is questionable. <clears throat> they don't know the extent of his injury yet, so if he does play, it's not gonna, I'm sure it's going to be more of a limited role. And Tyler Boyd has been decent. I, I feel like Cincinnati just kind of got shut down against Miami, which is not a... They're not one of the best defenses in the league, but they're better than, obviously, what Dallas is going to be. And I feel like if Tyler Boyd is more of uh, the more featured guy in that game, I feel like he's going to do a lot better. He was also ejected in that game. Yeah, he was ejected. That happened, but he that, got, that, yeah, that he got into a fight. That, he got that it. was a part of the... I'm, only having one reception. I know. Wasn't out there. I think it was before halftime. Yeah, it was. I, it wasn't right at the end. Yeah, it wasn't at it the was end. So I well, think the receptions, like you said, he only had one. I think that was because he got ejected. Yeah, he he would have had more. In I a didn't. Game. I didn't write this part down. When I was looking at his stats, I believe he had four targets. Yeah, four targets, one catch. Yeah, he had. Yeah, so the four targets and one one catch, but the the catch did go for a touchdown. And I know that that's not something that you want to see when you're when you're looking at who to start if you have no other option, but. Obviously, we're leaving out all of the uh, obvious starts, but if you had to start Tyler Boyd, I I wouldn't. If I was in the playoffs, I wouldn't have a problem starting Tyler Boyd. And with the quarterback play over there, yeah. I mean, they're always going to be playing from behind, so they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. So that's all I've got for Tyler Boyd. My sit is going to be Tyler Lockett, and Andrew and I kind of talked about this yesterday or this morning or whenever it was but Tyler Lockett started off the season really well Tyler Lockett's been a guy that's always also kind of like Keenan Allen he was he's always kind of been under the radar and nobody really thinks too much about him until he has like a really good game and then everybody's like oh I wish I had you know Tyler Lockett or whatever Tyler Lockett did really well for me last year but as of lately with DK DK is just taking over Mm -hmm. and DK didn't really have a spectacular game this week but He's clearly the number one. Yeah, that guy's just, he's absolutely insane. And having Tyler Lockett on my team, he has been incredibly inconsistent. He ranks, I believe, top 10 in receivers. But that's just because he started the season off so strong. Only because he had a few huge games. He had a 28-point game, a 38-point game. And the only time he does well when he has those big games... I knew this was going to spark a fire on Andrew. Yes, because it angers me because he's been screwing me over week to week. But the only time he does good, I've been watching a lot of the Seattle games, is when they when the opposing team has a really good defender that shuts down DK, and then Tyler Lockett's just open. That's the only time he's done really well this season. Yeah, that's pretty much my whole reason for, for the sit, is that DK is just clear and obviously the, the number one guy over there. And I believe that Seattle does have some pretty favorable matchups in terms of their wide receivers and the defenses that they're going to be playing, but... Again, like I said, I feel like DK is just going to be having field days with that. And Yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong, there's been no rhyme or reason to Tyler Lockett's big performances. He hasn't done well against uh, bad defenses or anything, good matchups. It's just been random. But that's, Like, I, but like that's, I said, it's mostly been if they have one, if the opposing team has one really good defender that yeah. locks up DK, Lockett then has a much, much better game. Yeah, so there, there's not a huge rhyme or reason, it's just... And then Russell Wilson has been off a little bit lately. Yeah, he has not been playing well. He's not been the MVP. He mm-hmm. wants to start the first couple of weeks. Yeah. 
I don't really have too I much. Agree. Yeah, I don't really have too much more on Lockett, but I would just say, as your professional advice givers, do not start Tyler Lockett. Max, I might have to bench. My wide receiver start is going to be Corey be. Davis on the Titans. Uh, if you need a flex guy, I think he's a good guy to throw in there. He's coming off a 24-point week versus the Browns, where he had 12 receptions, 11 catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown. It's a pretty productive day. And he's going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars for the next matchup. We go up number 27, or the 27th-ranked defense versus receivers. I think the Titans, even with Derrick Henry, continue to throw the ball with Tannehill. They're, they're a high-octane offense. Even with A.J. Brown, you think? Yeah, that, that's... I, think, I mean, he did it last... He got 24 last week. I don't, I don't know AJ about... Brown, he was played last week, right? Or AJ, yes. I have A.J. Brown on my team, and A.J. Brown I think Brown they're both, only, yeah. Well, A.J. Brown last week only got 4.8, oh, I believe, so... Okay. So, obviously, Corey Davis had a lot better of a mm-hmm. game. I believe Corey Davis, that, that's a little bit questionable for me. I don't know if Corey Davis, you can trust him, because if A.J. Brown goes off, Corey Davis isn't going to have a big game. But, I mean, you could say the same thing about A.J. You can, you can kind of say that about most receivers, unless yeah, they're, but like, your EKs or your... It's more likely that A.J. Brown will have a big week than Corey Davis. I'm, I'm not saying, against yeah, yeah, a yeah. team like this, they should have a field day. Mm-hmm. So, they could be spread around but quite even, a bit. I mean, Corey Davis is averaging 10.5 points a week, so he hasn't been... His rough weeks aren't. He hasn't been bad even when he's not great. He's. I think yeah. he's he's a flex spot. He's. He, I, you don't want him as wide receiver one or two. But if he's on your bench and you're like same between like on my team, I have him and Landry. I'm gonna go Davis over Landry and Landry Jones, or Jarvis yeah. Landry. I mean. <laughs> Landry. <laughs> Bringing it back. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's more of a he's a a flex on the on the bubble type guy. Yeah, I in in that scenario, Jarvis Landry or him, I, I agree. Yeah, I definitely And I think that's the decision a lot of people are making for their flex. Not everyone has top tier receivers that are yeah. starting not all teams have three good receivers. It's it's, a, it's a bit of playoffs. it's a bit of a risk though, I will say. Yeah, no, I'm acknowledging that for sure. But my sit of the week is gonna be Cooper Cup, who is coming off a seven point week versus the Arizona Cardinals. They're due for a Super Bowl rematch versus the Patriots, and I think this is, might be another thing where Bill Belichick really uh, hones in versus Sean McVay and uh, puts on a, a strong performance and kind of shuts down the Rams' offense. Cup is kind of—he had a 15-point week versus the number 24-ranked Buccaneers defense in Week 11, but since then, four points yeah, that and 7.3 points. He did get nine targets, eight catches, 89 yards last week, but I think versus a, a great coach like Belichick and those Patriots, they're going to be good at— shutting down the offense, and I think Jared Goff's going to have a more pedestrian week like he did in the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah, I agree. I Cooper Cup, once again, unreliable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, yep. So before, so before we move on, I just wanted to throw a few, a few uh, notables out there that I had for starts. So I went with Jamison Crowder versus Seattle. He's coming, he came back, he's healthy. With Sam Darnold back, he's easily his favorite target, and he found the end zone twice against Las Vegas. So mm-hmm. I think he is another decent guy. Another one, it's a little bit surprising, but I went with Brandon Cooks. It's a little contrary to what we said about the Bears' defense, but Will, with Will Fuller being out due to PEDs <laughs> that he supposedly did not the know about. The described him. Yeah, yeah. Described him. And if you look at the last game, they had Kiki Kuti... And Chad Hansen both had good games for for Houston, but who are those guys? I think I've, I've, I've never really heard. I've heard of uh, Kiki before. Yeah, I, is the they, they, they did that scary. We anymore? talked about Kiki no. last week, didn't and we? so did I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, we did. But those guys, they haven't had good games at all. Actually, Chad Hansen hasn't had any stats whatsoever outside of last game. Never heard of her. 
Yeah, exactly. And Kuti has hasn't had a good, you know, whole season. So Brandon Cooks is probably going to be the main guy. And if you look at the Bears' defense, everybody thinks they're a monster defense, but their Not secondary lately. has been very porous. They've been you've dropping seen, off. Yeah, even in, in the rankings, they've been dropping off. Yeah, you've seen a lot of a lot of receivers catching touchdowns against them, which is not how the season started off, but it's how it's been finishing. So, and, and with all Bears fans know, Watson is gonna come out to play against the Bears, oh yeah, regardless of record, regardless, of, he is gonna come out to kill the Bears. And I he think always Brandon has Cooks, that he always has that chip on his shoulder against the Bears because the Bears should have drafted him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they never talked yeah, to him. Proof. They never exactly. talked to him. So, and he's coming off a tough lot. They lost on that snap, on the bad snap to the Chargers last week. So he's going to be mad about that, mad mad about everything. <laughs> I think well, not the Chargers. Not the Chargers. Or, I'm sorry, the, the Colts. I'm thinking Philip Rivers. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. They lost on the bad snap versus the Colts when they were at the goal line. So I think, just, just throwing it out there. Yeah. But shall right. we move on? Yep. So Let's we're get into it. So moving now into we're our... getting into the actual playoff part of this. Waivers? <laughs> we're getting into the waivers. <laughs> so this is going on for our whole the whole playoffs. Yep. Uh, we are assuming that you will be in it the whole time. Yep. So our waivers are going to be specifically designed to pick up to be able to play at least two out of the three weeks. We shot for three weeks of the playoffs. But my first one is going to be Jamal Williams. He is 38.4% owned only. His matchups are fantastic. He's playing Detroit, number 32, so the worst team. Then Carolina, number 27. Then Tennessee, number 26. His consistency, he's been better versus bad teams, which makes sense because bad teams, I mean, Aaron Jones is the guy for the most part. But when they're playing bad teams and they're up by a lot, they start running the ball with both those guys, and they don't want to get Aaron Jones hurt, so they start bringing in Williams. And he he has more carries versus bad teams, so that's where his consistency comes in. That's why I believe he's a good addition to your team for maybe a flex spot because he's playing three bad teams coming up. Three games that the Packers should easily win and be winning the whole game. His situation is that they're on a good team and a good offense. They will be winning. They should be running the ball more. And they don't want to injure Jones. So that's my reason for him. Andrew? My waiver first waiver is going to be Trey Burton, who is 2.5% owned. And he is a guy that has flown under the radar because he started off the season very poorly. But he emerged as... Philip Rivers' favorite tight end target out of Mo Alley Cox and I can't remember the other guy's name Jack right now. Doyle. Jack Doyle. Is it Jack Doyle? Yep, non existent. But no, they had that. another. I thought they got rid. I don't know. But, anyways, he's clearly been the top tight end over there and it, it's it's been nice seeing him do well. What are his matchups like for the playoff run? So for the playoff run, he has Vegas, Houston, and Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh, you're not going to want to start him. But if you're anything like me, you've been struggling with the tight ends all season long. Oh, yeah. Me and too. it's it's very hard. If you don't have the top guys, the Kelseys, the, the Kittles, Darren Waller of the this Darren week. Waller, yeah. then, you know, everybody else, the tight ends have kind of just been up for grabs. But yeah. Burton... So he's a good streaming option for the first two weeks then. Yes. So... The one, the one of the things that I enjoy seeing about Burton is he has gotten a red zone target every single week he's played except for one week, which was at the very beginning of the season. 
and he's been he's had a very consistent five anywhere between five and six targets per game with no outliers, no huge uh, receptions or low receptions. And the team is competing for playoffs. They're t- currently tied with the Titans record-wise. The team is going to be pushing to do very well. So I think Trey Burton is a solid guy you could pick up for the first two weeks of the playoffs at least. All right. Is that, like it? Is that it? Yep. All right. So <clears throat> another guy that we talked about earlier, um, Adrian Peterson. I'm not sure how long. With the new coach, I feel like because of how well Adrian Peterson has been playing, even if DeAndre Swift comes back, I feel like it'd be smart to continue playing Adrian Peterson with the weeks that he's been having. Adrian Peterson is a guy that's only 43.4% owned. He's ha- He's been red hot the last two weeks that he's been playing in, again, with back-to-back 17-plus points. He's got great matchups coming up for the playoff run. This week, he plays number 30, Green Bay, against the run. Then he plays number 26, Tennessee. And then the third game is a week that you might not want to start him because he's playing number five Tampa Bay. So for the first two weeks, you could definitely start him as long as as long as Swift doesn't take over the rollback or doesn't take the rollback from him. But if you're smart and you're the new coach of the Detroit Lions with a very red hot running back, I I say you would me personally I would continue to play Adrian Peterson. All right, Max. My number one waiver pickup is Alan Lazard on the Packers. Uh, I won't go over all the Packers' good matchups again, as we've already gone over that, but they do have really good matchups. He um, is getting more targets since he has come back from his injury, and his point total has gone up. Um, excuse me, his yardage, his point total has not gone up. His yardage total has gone up each week since his return from the injury. I think the Packers are they're fighting for that number one spot because this year the number one is the only team that gets the bye, so they're not despite having a really good record and for sure locking up the division, they're still in want urgent win mode. And I think a little bit more, I kind of more flipped to what you're saying, Matt, about them relying on the run more. They're playing teams that can put up some points. When you look at Tennessee, Carolina, not so much and Detroit, just put up 34 versus the bears and the Packers defense isn't the bears defense. So I think they might be a little bit more shootout style, maybe not shootout, but it's not going to be the Packers just steamroll their opponents. I think it's going to be some more high-scoring games. And as we'll get into later, Aaron Rodgers has had a very good year using different receivers, even with Devontae Adams back. Um, it All it takes is Lazard to get a touchdown to have a good week. He's going to get the, the baseline five targets, like 60 yards, pretty much no matter what. So if you can sprinkle in that touchdown, it goes to a, a pretty good flex spot week. All right. I agree. I, I semi-agree. I don't like what you said about... How I was wrong, but I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying <laughs> I think I think it's gonna lean. Rogers gonna keep passing because I don't think there's. Is it really been that many games where it's just gone like Jones heavy? Because as no. we were saying, Rogers hasn't no, had but, like a single bad game. There's but been, there has been Rogers been throwing touchdowns. There has been week. games where at the end of the game they start running the ball in the fourth quarter. They haven't won, mm-hmm. and they just start running. And Rogers had had gotten them to that point. And right. It's usually he gets a ton of points by then. Right. And then they start running the ball, and I believe that definitely two of the. Detroit and Carolina could easily be a game like that, where Rodgers and Lazard could get those points at the beginning of the game, but then they're going to start running the ball towards the end of the game yeah, because no, that's, that's all that's they need to do. definitely possible. So my second waiver pickup is going to be Brandon Ayuk. He's the receiver number 30 on the year, despite having many injuries. I, he, was a guy, he was a guy that I liked midseason because he, yes. he was actually one of my waiver pickups, I believe, week 7 or 8. 
So he's he's only he's fifty three point two percent owned. So he's not as widely available as some of these other guys. But he's playing Washington number three, which is not a great matchup. And then he's got Dallas, who's number twenty nine, then Arizona twenty three. So he's got two very good matchups. And even in the Washington one, I believe that he'll be fine because he averages ten point seven one fantasy points when he's playing which is very good for a receiver who has played so little this year. His consistency is injury risk. He may not, if he gets injured again, he may screw you. And so that's something to look out for. But he has been good against good matchups, bad matchups, and average matchups. He has, he's been very consistent in that regard. It doesn't matter who he's playing. He get When he's on the field, he gets the plays, and he's semi-consistent. And he could go off at any point during a game. And he had COVID already, so he most likely will not get it again. I don't know so, if you can I don't know if you want to put that in though. <laughs> most likely will not get it again. But I believe that he's a he's a very questionable, but if he's performing, which he easily could in these next three games, especially since he's back in the lineup, he'll he could be a huge playmaker for you. They're an unhealthy team. Their situation is that they they're a long shot for the playoffs if they're not if they're even in it anymore, which their game just started. But I believe they're a long shot for making the playoffs, but they still have a lot to prove over there. So especially Nick Mullins has a lot to prove. So I believe he could really set up your team. He I, I believe he has the potential for being one of the best pickups for the flex spot that there is out there. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk's definitely a guy that I I've been uh, liking this whole year. Even it just sucks because of his injuries and and having COVID and everything like that. When he does play, he he does have the potential to get you the points that you're looking for. Yep. So and I I agree with you. He's one of the top two guys in that team. Him and Debo. And Debo, I mean, they all every single player on that entire team is very injury prone. I don't know what it is over there in San Francisco. I don't know what they're drinking in the water out there, but Andrew. So I'm gonna. Probably receive a bit of hate on this one, but <laughs> I had to go Sam Darnold. I mean, he's he's Come he's just on. not all that. The team is not all that good. But what I like about Sam Darnold, he's got good he's got good weapons to throw to. He's got Perriman and uh, Crowder. Crowder, yeah. He's widely available, as I wrote down. <laughs> but gee, I wonder why. But point four percent owned. So if you need a guy out there, point four percent owned. Yeah. Yes. Not even a whole percent. Mono man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you if you look at his schedule, he has Seattle number thirty one next week. So if you need if you absolutely need somebody, go with him for next week. Uh, he has a tough matchup against the Rams for week fifteen, but then number twenty five Cleveland in week sixteen. So it's he's, not. It's he's not, coming off a twenty point game. Is yeah, it? twenty point game against Vegas. So I think what's good about him is that. He, his team is going to be losing every single game, and, if you couldn't tell. And he's a starting quarterback. Yeah, he's a starting quarterback, but <laughs> since he's going to be playing from behind, he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. And with Crowder hopefully healthy and Darnold ho- hopefully healthy, he should start to pick it up, and you will see him doing Would you I go as better. far as to say that with both of those guys hopefully healthy, maybe they get their first win? I no no, no. I, I can't see them winning against Seattle Rams or Cleveland. I mean the, the Giants game. just beat them. 
That's true, but I think the Giants would also Giants beat the Jets. Giants are first place in their division, though. Yeah, clearly they're a good team. <laughs> All right, so I got something to say. I will say this is a little bit of superstition here, but last year Sam Darnold started to hit his stride during this point in the season. During the championship last year, the was it last year or the year before that? I believe it was actually two years ago, so it might be superstition from two years ago. But the winner of our fantasy league picked him up and played him in the championship, which is week 16. It was not last year. Yeah, that was two years ago. So he was... So two years ago, superstition, he went off at this point in the year. So and that means Maybe nothing. it could happen again. <laughs> yeah, that means nothing. No, no, it doesn't mean anything, but with, with, those, with those matchups, I could see it happening. Yeah, against Seattle being number 31, if you need somebody next week, it would... Be smart to put in. He is a huge for that risk, though. I would definitely not start Sam. No, Dino definitely Dino. not. If you, it's something that you're not if, starting Sam Dino if you're in the playoffs. I feel like. Uh, are you? Really? If it's a last resort, <laughs> I mean, if somebody <laughs> goes down, play, like, COVID. I mean, you maybe, never know. But... You need somebody. There's not going to be that many. If, I'm not. I'm not. Look, hate... look at look at the waivers. Matthew you're not going to find. Stafford's available over him. Philip Rivers. I'm not. Ha- I'm not well, hitting. I'm assuming that. I'm assuming that the people are going to be listening to our podcast and steal. Philip I mean, Rivers it, up out of the. I go. I'd, I'd rather have Alex Smith. Okay, listen. I'm not hating on you for Sam Darnold with with the weapons that he's gonna Darnold be having back. Good. He he's he's good himself. His team sucks. Well, no, like just Sam Darnold. Wise, Sam Darnold. Point five points this year. Not only that, did you see that run that he had? Uh uh-uh. uh The man is mobile as well. He broke so many tackles on that run, and he, he I think it was a. He had a rushing touchdown. That's what I'm saying. How does it say how many rushing yards he had? He had 26 rushing yards off of three attempts. So eight point seven averaging. I mean, but he scored off of it, so that's yeah. that's definitely a plus to his game. I I'm not hating on you whatsoever. It was I, a huge risk, though. I don't I don't know if I would ever trust my. I'm not saying team. I'm not saying it I would be an elimination game. You're I'm not start okay. Sam listen, Darnold. listen, listen. I'm not saying I would start Sam Donald, but like like Andrew said, if you really were in a tough position and you needed to to start him, I. If you had no other option, I definitely I don't I see a problem with it. Your, the only way you're putting him in is in like a two quarterback league. There's I think he could. Way. I he's think he's surprising. Four percent owned, not four percent owned. Point four percent. Like nobody. I think he's surprising. I mean, I, Dana, I, that's I, why it's I, an I, easy pick. I, I believe he could. He could. Well, have I mean, maybe, but I just would put my money on a different horse personally. But you never know. You never know. It's. The NFL for you. Besides, don't worry, besides we all needed different waivers, so no, it's kind of yeah, hard. No, it, it was kind of hard gotta, picking, you but take the, hey, you know. if you you're taking the risk, know. if you're taking a risk and you need somebody, I think he could be it. There and we'll see, we'll see in three we'll weeks see. how he does. But we'll Chris, okay. all right. So this is a guy that I've. I, I don't want to say that I've been kind of high on him, but this is a guy I've talked about multiple weeks already. Tim Patrick. He's a wide receiver on the Denver Broncos. He's seven percent owned. He doesn't have the best matchups coming up, but Jerry Judy is going to be the main focus of defenses when it comes to who they're going to be uh, scheming against, I guess you could say, because obviously Jerry Judy is clear. He's clearly the, the better, the best receiver that they have playing on their team right now. He, but I feel like this, just, just for example, this past week, they played Kansas City. He got 16 points and they're the number three defense against the pass. Or uh, sorry, against the receivers, and uh, with with Jerry Judy only getting one point five in that game, it just opens up more doors for opportunities for Tim Patrick. And I'm not saying that he's he's a guy that you're you're gonna want to look closely at with the matchups. There's two there's two matchups. If my phone would load, there's two matchups that he's got that are not highly favorable. 
He's got Carolina this week, which I would start him this week. They're number 16. But then after that, they play number eight Buffalo and number five Char- or the Chargers. Those two weeks, you might want to be wary on him and, and look for another pickup for those two weeks. But at least for this week, if you're if you're hurting for a guy, I, I would start him against Carolina. And I think even with Buffalo, I don't think Buffalo has that good of a defense. I know it; they're the number eight against receiver, but they're always in a shootout game. It seems like. I mean, if so. you if you think about it, there's a lot of wide receivers in this league, and he's number forty, and he's only seven percent owned. That's not horrible. Not bad at all for a waiver pickup. If you're real, obviously, if you're looking for waivers, you're looking for somebody that obviously you're trying to fill a gap. So. I don't. I wouldn't have a problem picking up Tim Patrick. The only reason I didn't is because I I actually have some pretty decent receivers, but I mean, like I said, he's available in our league and he's only seven percent rostered. So, all right, Max. My second waiver pickup is going to be T. Y. Hilton, and I know for me, my initial thought would be that guy shouldn't even qualify as a waiver pickup, but he's actually only thirty eight percent owned and seven percent started. People, I guess it's been a couple of years now, really, since he's been like the number one guy and a big, big name. But he's still, he's still Ty Hilton, and his last two weeks he's gotten fourteen and seventeen. Eugene. And I think that kind of goes back to what you guys were saying about how Philip Rivers is kind of finding his groove, and the Colts are poised to a, for a fight till the end for the division. They're going up against the twentieth ranked first receivers, Raiders, twenty first Texans, and fourteen Steelers. So not the easiest matchups ever, but not hard ones. I believe I believe you're right on this one, just because. It seems like him and Philip Rivers are finally grooving together. I agree, yeah. So they seem to have found the connection in, in recent he weeks. He was bad to start the year. There's no yes. like hiding that. He's and been he, not he great. just caught first his first touchdown. First good, bad defense. And yeah, he's. I think he's finally getting the groove. And I think he's a name where you almost would assume that he, like, oh, he's probably owned. He's T.Y. Hillen. But again, 38% owned, 7% started only. So I don't think he's a wide receiver one, as, I've, as we've been saying. But um, I think he's a guy... You, could definitely feel comfortable on your bench in a, a spot start if you need him. And I think it's just going to be up from here. And we know he can be a Pro Bowl clear-cut number one receiver when he needs to be. All right. All right my on. last one, I had a guy under the under a wrong impression here. So I had Brashad Brish, Perriman, and I'm going to go ahead and change that because I was under the assumption that Flacco was the starter. With Flacco, Perriman is much better than he is with Darnold. But I'm going to go ahead and change that to Crowder then. Crowder has the connection, and if Darnold is going to have better games, which I believe he will, they're going to go to Crowder. He throws the ball much more to Crowder than anybody else. They have, like Andrew said, two very good matchups. Seattle's 32 against receivers. You're not going to start him in the L.A. game, but Cleveland, number 22, I believe that they're in such a bad situation with a bad coach, bad team in general, always playing from behind. There's no consistency there, really, but I believe Crowder being the number one, that he does have a shot. He Crowder, is Crowder 60, started the he's season. Yes, he's 68 percent. He's not, but he's only no, he's only seven percent yeah. started though. So that I I had to change it here because. So what you're I'm saying not, is because he's only seven percent started, maybe you could, if you needed to, maybe muster up a trade for him. I don't know. I wouldn't trade for him. I but don't know if but the trades maybe, are allowed in the playoffs. Yeah, Some the trade deadline are. should should be over by oh, this okay. week. But right, my fault. I believe that Crowder, I mean, he has that much percent on. There might be a few listeners here who have him and are we're not planning on starting him. I believe that he might be somebody decent to put in your flex spot. 
And like I said, I had to change it because I was under the impression Flacco was starting. Yeah. Who I believe Flacco was better than Darnold on that team, to be honest with you. On that 0-13 team. Or 0-12. Yeah. Or whatever they have. Owen that... a lot. <laughs> a goose egg and something. 0-16. But yeah, he, he's... I believe that he'll do... He'll be better. He It won't be Perriman. All right. I agree. So for my last one, kind of goes against Matt earlier, but I say pick up Richard Higgins. I know you said to bench him, but he I, there's there's upside to the man. So for one, he's 1.3% owned, obviously low, and obviously for a reason. He didn't do anything at the beginning of the season whatsoever, but when he has played, he hasn't been all that terrible. He's averaged around 6 to 7 points per game, and I know maybe just riding off, uh, high off of last week where he got 15.5 points against Tennessee but there's there's also other upsides to him so one of the things that I looked at the team has been playing pretty well I would say the Browns they're competing to try to make it into the playoffs they have a good division so they they need to win every game so that's a good thing for him so they're going to be dishing the ball around a lot the other thing that I looked at is he scores almost every single game that he's targeted in the red zone. So that's something interesting just to look at. So every time you see him getting the ball in the red zone, basically he scores. And after the first week, they have a tough Baltimore, number six, but we kind of discussed that a little Mm -hmm. bit. After that, he's got the Giants and the Jets. So I think those are two games you could maybe see how he does on your bench for the first week and then plug him in for the last two. But, yeah, that's all I have for him. All right. So, Chris? So, actually, for my last uh, waiver pickup, I accidentally mixed up Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I wrote down uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, but I really meant Alan Lazard. He's – I know um, – sorry. I know Max talked about him earlier. He's only 25.9% owned, and he's got highly favorable matchups coming up. Again, I don't want to beat a dead horse talking about the Packers lineup for the next couple weeks, but uh, like I said, Devontae Adams always obviously is going to be a start no matter what, but I feel like Alan Lazard is definitely a good flex spot like Max had mentioned earlier. I agree. All right, Max, last one. <laughs> My last one, I was a little uh, a little skeptical to put it on the list, but Andrew really uh, eased my troubles by saying Sam Darnold. So I'm going to say a much, much, much more reasonable pickup to be like your fail-safe quarterback is going to be Baker Mayfield. Um, I think right off the bat, that seems kind of kind of dumb, but I think if we're going to discuss Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield's objectively better than Sam Darnold this year and only 28% owned, or excuse me, 14% owned, which is much more than 0.4, but he probably, probably is still out there. He is not bad. It's been two weeks in a row versus bad defenses, but he's thrown six touchdowns and he has no picks over the last five games. And the, I mean, you can the Browns are the Browns, but they're nine and three. They're, this is the best they've been in a long time. I don't think we could say the Browns are the Browns anymore. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. This so is a new a good Browns. Point. It's the Browns have never been. It's been I think twenty something years since they've had a five hundred record, and they're no. They, the last the last winning season they had, I think they said was two thousand seven. There you go. It's, it's. I mean, either way, it's been a very long time. I think you don't want to start pick up Baker and have him like I'm riding to the playoffs with Baker, but like I have Lamar Jackson on my team, and Baker's been my my backup the last two weeks, and I've been lucky with him having two good weeks. The matchups aren't the greatest with Baltimore Giants and Jets, but I think if you're lucky enough to have him on your bench versus Baltimore, see how he does versus stronger defense, then you might be able to feel confident throwing him versus the Giants. 
And if you do make it to the finals, that Jets matchup seems very, very easy. And at that point, the Browns are still rolling. Who knows? I'm just worried. I'm just worried about the way the Browns play. Just the fact that they have. I mean, their offense is a rushing. Oh yeah, offense. no, it's very, but I think I'm just worried about that. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm saying you don't. He like I. I think he fits nicely and exactly how I used him. As a, I have Lamar Jackson, but I picked up Mayfield to be with Lamar Jackson yeah. and COVID. So um, if, I, I would sit him he's not, the first he's not week a, if you can. Yeah, I'd sit him the first week unless you need to. But I'm saying but if, if, if you are dropping into where you're even thinking about picking up Sam Darno, you're dropping into like the the picking up. I don't need to like... But you're, if you're looking, going to waivers for a quarterback that you want to start, I think Baker's near the top of the, well, I have to start someone list. Which isn't what you're looking for in the playoffs, but so you're saying if, if, if the situation you're, calls for it. If you're in a little bit of a pickle, you're gonna, you would pick Baker Mayfield. Obviously, if you jump into the waivers, I'd go Mayfield over Rivers. I'd go Mayfield over Smith. I'd go Mayfield over. I'd go Rivers. No, I'd go no, Rivers. Rivers. Yeah. I think you can make a case, um, especially just because of the, this first matchup. I I believe Baker. It's gonna be a a, a rushing game in general. That's, I mean, it's definitely possible. And you also gotta look out for. I believe a big reason why Baker hasn't been so good before these last couple of weeks is because of the weather over there. Yeah, that's that's also the, very true. They're playing bad a lot weather of bad in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You gotta look out for that. But I will say that if Baker does have a good week against the Ravens, that he then is you can, yeah, start to almost maybe... a must start for the final two weeks. I mean, he's gonna be competitive. Like I said earlier, the their team is competing for the playoff spot. Right. In a very good division. So. And yeah, it was versus the Titans last week, but they started the game with six straight start, six straight scoring drives, scored forty one points. I mean, yep. doing that means you, if you can do that, not not every quarterback. But and then that also means that defense has to prepare for the run against right. Cleveland more than the pass. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how they do. How oh, yeah, he does I'm not saying he's a lock. I mean, he's not my yeah. not sniffing my no. top performance right. of the playoffs. You, you talked me into it. And I'm, I got the shirt. I got the Mayfield right. shirt. I got to support my guy. <laughs> so is that really a Mayfield? <laughs> we'll get. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. <laughs> We're getting into the next section here. We're going to talk about some droppable players for the playoffs. Now, we're going to go... I'm going to read all three of my guys here. Make a quick case for all of them. So, my first one is going to be Amari Cooper. He is going to be his... I'll give you his matchups. Week 14, he's playing Cincinnati, who's number 20. Not the worst matchup. Pretty good one, actually. But then he's got... San Francisco, number 8, and then Philadelphia, who has surprisingly been number 15. A decent defense. (laughs) Mark Cooper has been so unpredictable, unreliable, inconsistent. His QB situation has been... Interesting. (laughs) ...subpar, to to put it lightly. And then his attitude, it just seems like his attitude on the field with the team... He's, he seems to quit a little bit, and he could throw out a dud easily and lose you this a week in the playoffs. His matchups aren't fantastic, but Amari Cooper, I would drop him and let him be somebody else's problem. All right. All right. My second one is going to be Julio Jones. Now, this one is going to be a little bit questionable. Julio Jones, you He's most playing likely, through an injury. Yeah, I, I understand that. No, I'm saying I'm saying that's okay. I, I, I see the case that you're making. Yes. That, that was the, one of the first things I wrote was injuries. But Julio Jones, L.A. Chargers, number five. Tampa Bay, number 26, so that's his good matchup. And then he's got Kansas City, who's number four. So his matchups aren't very good. He's been a disappointment. You most likely drafted him as your top receiver. But he's not, he he's hasn't not been, been what you wanted. He hasn't been what you wanted. With he's Calvin, consistent. Calvin Wrigley is really just taking over. And the, 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 I we're, have Calvin Wrigley right we're, here. We're on the same wavelength, my guy. <laughs> I have that was that was one of my points here. Calvin Ridley is the number one receiver, so 
And I, I'm going to go ahead and say that Julio Jones is not consistent enough this season for you, and, and with the injuries. I think it's safe to say guy. we fully disagree with each other. <laughs> yeah. He just doesn't I catch... Disagree. In the red zone, Julio is non-existent. Yep. Oh, he does, he hasn't caught a single yeah, getting, touchdown pass in the red zone. Getting ever. down the field, he's style. he's a good guy, but actually when... Not when as it, of late. Well, I mean, in, it, at the end of the game against New Orleans yeah, the yeah, other day, he they were yeah. they were relying on him a little bit there. And he had the drop in the end zone. I know he only got one hand on that, but he he ha- he had a hand. he could have scored a touchdown and he didn't. Yeah, it was it would have been a tough play, but you know, old Julio would have caught that. Yeah, yeah, yep. I think. So Julio Julio Jones, I think his age is catching up with him too. But either way, I don't think that he's a guy you can trust for the playoffs. I agree. Even he, I mean, you might not be able to drop him as if you drafted him in the first round. Some leagues don't let you drop yeah, your first a- rounder, but. I'd at least bench him. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like I, I currently cannot drop Derrick Henry. <laughs> but I don't Kirk know. We Cousins, had that. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is gonna be my last one. So Kirk Cousins has been doing very well been lately. Better. We've been hating on this man all year long. Yes, but his his only consistency has been the last couple of weeks. He had he's play, and in the playoffs he's playing Tampa Bay number sixteen hasn't been amazing, but. Their team is just better than the Vikings, I would say. I think it should be a decent game, but I don't believe Kirk Cousins is going to be any sort of fantastic in any way. Then he's got Chicago, who's, like we said, have been dropping off, but they're currently ranked number six still. And then he's got New Orleans, who's number four. So New Orleans can be picked apart a little bit, but I am not heading into my playoffs with Kirk Cousins at the helm of my team. He's got bad matchups. He has looked good, but his consistency... Over the season has not been good. They've all been easy matchups. He's just not a good player. And like <laughs> yeah. I said, do not re- do do not let Kirk Cousins do not rely on Kirk Cousins in in the most important position on your team. And don't let it. Ba- the, the biggest thing I wrote here: don't let Kirk Cousins choose your fate. <laughs> would you start Cousins or Philip Rivers? Rivers, hundred percent. I would say hundred percent Rivers. Yeah. yeah, I mean Cousins. What about yeah, I mean, or Baker though? Against the Ravens. I mean, Cousins coming off 24, 26, 21, and 18.5 versus the I Bears. Believe, I believe I might have so, to stick with Cousins over Baker. Yeah, Cousins, he's a he tricky one. one. And he with having more... Justin Jefferson, he's got good receivers. He's got the good run game to balance it. Yeah, but I, I don't want my fate in the playoffs determined by Kirk Cousins. It's just not. That's it, fair. He's, rather... he's 56% owned, so he's a little bit more owned in most leagues. But Yeah, but I believe he's a guy you can drop, let him be somebody else, or at least bench him. That's all I got. That's all. I only have two drops, but I'll get right into them, make it quick. Nelson Aguilar, for me, he's been way too inconsistent, and he's coming up into a couple of tough matchups, starting off with the Colts, number 10, Chargers, who are number 5, and then Miami, who's number 17. But Nelson Aguilar, his consistency has not been there whatsoever. It seems like every other week he does good. And if you're looking at his stats, he actually had his best weeks against the better teams. But if you have Nelson Aguilar on your team, and you, he's just going to be a gamble every week, and he's going to lose you a game mm-hmm. because he, he's just you know, he's not the guy. That whole team is just not. I don't think they're they're that they're, much of an offensive weapon. Yeah. So I, I made this analogy to Andrew earlier. I believe that he is the league hoe. As he has been on many people's teams, screwed them, and... (laughs) (laughs) 
He's been passed been around. Dropped. <laughs> He's been passed around yeah. to a lot of different men, and most likely women in. in so is he another man you could say is widely available? <laughs> I would say that he is. This very one open. In, in quite the different sense. But that's enough about him. I I just don't even want to talk about him anymore. <laughs> All right. Next guy. Ugh, just ugh. Tyler Lockett. I think you can get rid of him. As long as you have somebody else to back, but up you know, him. I think you could get rid of him no matter what. Drop him or just not start him. I I don't think you you give somebody else the chance yeah, to pick him up and start him. Against I can definitely you. see not starting him, but I just think he. I mean, for me, you have to have somebody. So if you're in a league that has less less guys in it, maybe but who not would you 12. who would you pick up in place of him? Shall we rewind into the waivers? Why? I mean, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I, I don't. Just, I don't. I mean... would be looking. No, I, I. I see what you're saying. I would be looking purely at matchups yeah, if that's yeah. the case. I'm talking about you specifically because you have him on your team. Who would you pick see, up? I went. I picked up a couple of guys last week, and to be honest, it did not go in my favor <laughs> whatsoever. Well, yeah, because you picked up my drop. I. Who I was had, my number one drop I this week? I had Perriman and Devonte Parker. So. And then I have Matthews, Julio Jones as well. So this is it's it's just not good for me receivers. I don't think personally, you can drop Lockett because the fantasy gods will. Personally, will. I cannot drop Lockett because I don't have the depth. But if you have the depth, he's just wasting your roster a roster spot at this point because of his inconsistency. He you don't know whether to start him, and then when you do, he does bad. And the mat he just like Matthew said earlier, his consistency is just nowhere to be found he doesn't do good against bad teams it's he's all over the place and he's just gonna kill you fantasy wise so get rid of him while you can drop him bench him i don't care i would not give somebody else the chance to get lucky against you yeah i wouldn't drop him I, I i just bench him do not just have him. him i just bench him i mean if you need a spot i would drop him i'm just saying that right now he's not dk is clearly the number one and tyler lockett's just not been all that great all right that's all i gotta say about him is that all you have for your drops? Yep. Okay, so going into my drops, just to uh, add more insult to your injury, Devontae Parker's been a guy that I... He was my first receiver that I drafted. And I have been... I mean, I dropped him this past week, and you unfortunately picked him up, and you saw the... Uh, the, the frust- <laughs> You saw the frustrations that I was having. This man is probably the most inconsistent number one receiver in the entire league he's he it says on here that his average points is 7.4 but he he just screws you week in and week out there's there's been a couple times he doesn't get when he has a decent game a decent game for him is 11 points and that's that's just not enough and th- there's only been three games. So his upside isn't very high. Right. So, uh, sorry, I didn't see this one. There's there's four games that he scored at least 11 points. The highest, his season high is 12. <laughs> so, like I said, this man was my first receiver that I drafted, and I was highly disappointed. This last week, he played Cincinnati. He got 3.5. They played the Jets, and he got, he got nine, which I guess is okay, but you expect more out of him, from right? From a, I just think that there's not too great of a connection between him and Tua. No. And Fitzpatrick, you likes him a lot more, and he threw with, to him a lot more. Right. With Fitzpatrick, he was a little bit more consistent. He had he had a few back to back eleven week or er, performances. 
11 point performances, I'm sorry. But again, even in that mix with uh, Fitzpatrick, he still was getting fours and sixes and threes. And I just don't like the guy. He's I've talked about him before. He's been my sit of the week multiple times. And I, eventually I just got to the point where I dropped him. And unfortunately, you, <laughs> you unfortunately picked him up. But hey, you needed a guy and you... Well, looks like I will be taking that advice into account for next week as I will be dropping Devontae Parker as should you. So one more point that I want to make about Devontae Parker yeah, Devonte Parker is that his average on the season is 7.48 points. Going back to my waiver pickup, Tim Patrick, I would drop Devontae Parker for Tim Patrick solely for the fact that Tim Patrick, 7% owned, and he averages 8.43, which I know isn't it's literally only about a point more, but like I said, Devontae Parker's season high is 12. Tim Patrick is not even the number one receiver, and he's scoring 16. And he didn't even... Against a bad defense. Yeah, and he didn't. He wasn't a factor at all in the beginning of the season. Right. And I'm not saying that Tim Patrick is going to be, you know, your, your solution for a guy like Devontae Parker... I mean, actually, yes, I am, but I'm not saying that he's. I'm not saying that he's gonna do amazing compared to Devonte Parker, but I would rather have Tim Patrick than Devonte Parker. Okay. Who else you got? Um, let's see. I got. Are we going through all of them? Yeah. Okay. So my other one is Kenyon Drake. What? Uh, <laughs> you gotta be kidding. You already dropped him. You already know how. And it was a mistake. <laughs> It was a big mistake. Okay, well, the only good matchup that he has coming up for the playoffs is the Giants. If you want to start him against the Giants, that's fine because they're number 23 against the run. But other than that, I know he's coming off of two decent weeks, but after that he plays Philly, which is number 11, and then he plays San Francisco in week 16, which would be the final. And I don't think that you're going to want to start him in the final against that defense. And what I will say is they're also looking to make a run in the playoffs so they're in must-win situation now they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more than running so right so i have to agree maybe not fully drop but actually in my notes i said i said here he has one good matchup for the first week of the playoffs but after that i would drop him and pick up adrian peterson okay i like how you added the the guy to pick up to replace him (laughs) That's Smart what I, tr- I tried to add in my waivers for the guys that I was dropping. Exactly. All yeah, right. See, I'm just angrily dropping people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I did with Devontae Parker. Do you have another one? Yeah, I've got uh, Todd Gurley. Oh, so also just, just to try to or just to backtrack a little bit, I, I also put their rankings on the season. So Devontae Parker is the number 29 receiver. Uh, Kenyon Drake is the number 12 running back. And then Todd Gurley is the number 13 running back. Not that that really makes a difference, but these are just guys that are slowly – or. Devontae Parker's been dropping off the whole year, but the other guys are just kind of dropping off. Um, Todd Gurley, my reason for dropping him is he's been struggling the last few weeks, and you don't really want to be looking at starting a guy in the playoffs that's been struggling the last few weeks of the regular fantasy season. Since his buy, his high is 2.9 points, and he has a game in there with zero. I don't know if he was injured that game. I'm not too sure about that. But his high since their bye week is 2.9 points. You don't want that going into the playoffs. And again, on top of that, he doesn't have very great matchups coming up. So 
I just I wouldn't start Todd Gurley. I well, I mean I would drop him obviously. Yeah, that sorry, I got mixed right. up for a second there. Max, what do you got? Oh, uh, I I have two only and one of them was also Todd Gurley. Um Great so game. I agree with everything Chris just said. Get rid of Todd Gurley if you're able to. And my other drop is going to be Robbie Anderson on the Carolina Panthers. Robbie Anderson, he is the twentieth ranked receiver and he's averaging eight point six three points a week, which isn't isn't terrible by any means. Uh, he, they were on a bye this week, week 13. The week before this, he got 15.4 versus the 29th-ranked Vikings. Before that, only 4 points versus the 26th-ranked Lions. And before that, only 2 points versus the 24th-ranked Tampa Bay Bucks. So three games in a row with very favorable matchups, and he went 2-4-15. 15 is nice, but it was on four catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown, so not even that spectacular week. I think he's he's been... A consistently okay seven eight nine point. I guess he's averaging eight, so he's been he's been fine. But I don't think he's the kind of guy that's gonna have the firepower to get it done in the playoffs. And I think he's ninety seven percent rostered and one point two percent started, which I think kind of sums him up. <laughs> that's pretty. He, he's that's a guy you want to he, like. He's been he hasn't been bad enough to drop, but he hasn't really been good enough to start. And I think now in the playoffs is the time you got to cut. The guy who's not going to the, the only thing I'm going to disagree with on that is DJ Moore is on the COVID list now. Is he? So now you're okay. and uh, so I mean he's going to be the second mm-hmm. receiver aside from Curtis Samuel. And the matchup. But then to player. back up your point, they're looking at Christian McCaffrey coming back right. this week, yeah, who's he's going to be obviously a big chunk of the offense. Yes, and so. they go Denver, who's the number twelve ranked first receivers. Then Green Bay, who's number nine, and Washington, who's number two. So not an easy slate. Yeah. So and if you went two, I, four, so. or fifteen versus. A super easy slate, and then he gets a much harder one. Even with bumping up a spot, it might not go too well. And the Panthers aren't really playing for much. Um, Bridgewater believe, has been all right, but they're. I not. believe Bridgewater is actually injured right now. It is yeah? Who's who is starting for them? I don't. Was it? It wasn't Kyle Allen. Who no. was? No one knows. Is it Will Greer? Exactly. Yeah. It's no, like, it was, it was uh, the guy from the XFL. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. PJ Walker. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> But he's not. Yeah, yeah, we're rooting for you, buddy. I say you're okay. You're okay letting loose, Robbie. As as the numbers show, nobody's starting him anyway. So just cut him and make room for somebody else. All right. And I think it's time to jump in to the the number one segment everyone's been waiting for. Yep. The top playoff performers. So just to give you guys a little bit insight onto what we're doing, we had free range at any player we wanted per pers- per position. And we are predicting how many points they're going to get in the next three weeks. And we also have a runner-up as to who we think the second guy, the second best guy is going to be in that position. Yep. And we projected what their point total is fantasy-wise for each of the next three games and then their total overall. Yes, sir. So let's right. get right into it. My, we'll start off with quarterbacks. And so we're going to all you guys off and then launch I'll, into I'll debate. Read my, so we're going to be my, polite and not yes. comment throughout. Okay. I'll read my number one and runner-up and then pass it off. All right. So my number one is going to be Tom Brady. All right, I'm not going to go into an argument here, but... Yeah, wait till Just read it off. Yeah, get week the 14, we'll... he's playing Minnesota. Uh, they're number 20. I believe he's going to get around 29 points. Week 15 against Atlanta, who's number 31. I believe he's going to get 35 points. And then week 16 versus Detroit, number 26. I'm going to project that he gets 29 again. To total out to 93 points. So a pretty high score there for quarterbacks. My QB2 is a little questionable with these guys, but I don't... This I did make this list before the, the stinker he just put out there, 
But like I said, I believe it's because of Belichick and Justin Herbert. Week 14, he's got Atlanta. So the same as Tom Brady had. Number 31, I'm going to project him for 29 points. Week 15 against Las Vegas, number 24, I'm going to project him for 28 points. And then versus Denver, number 15, I'm going to project 26 points. That one is the one that I'm we'll, projecting we'll, him higher. We'll get into that one well, later. Well, I'm just, I'm just explaining my projection there is that Denver has just looked worse with injuries and whatnot, and they, they haven't been great. I mean, they, sh- they showed off a little bit better against Kansas City, but I still believe that he's got the talent to put up 26, and that's going to total out to 83 points. So Tom Brady is a clear leader in my eyes. All right. By 10 points. Andrew? All right, I'm going to have to disagree, but we'll get into that later. later. (laughs) Uh, My quarterback number one is going to have to be, as much as I hate to say it, Aaron Rodgers. The man's been a beast the whole season, aside from one hiccup. But he's got easy easy matchups. Save save the argument for the argument. Read the point totals after you just (laughs) went into a bunch. I just explained my point totals. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, Detroit, I'm I'm guessing he's getting 32. Panthers, week 15, he's getting 25. And the final championship, he's getting 21 against the Titans to total out to 78 points. Only 21 against the Titans, you think? I think, uh, I believe so. a decent week. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a yeah, good but week. I, I, I just don't think the quarterbacks are going to do that high, especially you never know with the weather conditions and everything getting later yeah, into hey, the we'll, year. We'll argue, we'll it's argue. just something, you know. Anyways, my second is going to be Mahomes. Kind of hard to argue that. But Miami, he's going to get 23. Saints, he's going to get 22. And Atlanta, I marked them kind of low. I don't like the 27 that I put there, but I'm going to stick with it to total out to 72 points for the playoffs. So who? how many did you project Aaron Rodgers ending with? 78. Okay, well, obviously Tom Brady with 93 is going to be... 93 <laughs> is a big number. Right. Jesus Christ, okay. man. Chris, that's All a right. very big number. So my, my quarterbacks are actually flip-flop from Andrew. I believe Patrick Mahomes is going to be the number one. I believe he's going to get around 27 against Miami, 24 versus New Orleans, and I put him at 31 for uh, Atlanta, which totals out to 82. And then Rodgers, I've got him at 24 versus Detroit. 24 versus Carolina, and then 26 versus Tennessee, which totals out to 74. So I've got Mahomes beating him by eight. All right. I went with Aaron Rodgers as my number one. I had him doing 23 versus Detroit. I went 23 again versus Carolina, 29 versus Tennessee for 75 total. And right behind him, I think Tom Brady is pretty close on his heels. He has Minnesota. I uh, put 17 only. Atlanta 30, and then Detroit 24 for a total of 71. So I do think Rodgers and Brady, I have 75 and 71, so I think they'd be pretty close. And I think if we want to start off the debate, I think we should start with just eliminating Justin Herbert from this conversation. We're not starting the debate yet. We're going to do the running backs. No, we're we're debating. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. See, he's he's embarrassed to even talk about Herbert. (laughs) (laughs) He just wants to avoid the situation altogether. We're saying names, Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, 
Herbert. So you're picking based on namesake? <laughs> no, I'm saying that's what it sounds like with that argument. Okay, these are proven. These are these are proven guys. Justin Herbert. First How of all, is Justin Herbert not proven. He he's a rookie all he, year long. What did he get this? Pa- what did he get this past week? Again, like I said, against Belichick. You, how many how many inconsistent games has these other guys had? They had at least one. Zero. Rogers Patrick Mahomes. One. Yeah. One bad. Herbert has had one. But it was horrible. Game. It was awful. What did Rodgers get again in that game? Three. Three. Yeah. Herbert, worst game four. Right there, he's better than Rodgers. Okay, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is my number one. He doesn't have a game nearly that bad. Not nearly that bad, but he's had a couple of rough performances. Not really. And he's got a tougher Not schedule. Really Read, lead me off. Lead but me Patrick, off. Ma- Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He's got Tyree Kill. That's all you got to do. He should have had two Tyree Kill touchdowns this week. You cannot even re- begin to argue that Justin Herbert is better than Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I'm just, not arguing that he, he is over better. Over any three-game span, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes, regardless yeah, well, of matchups, regardless I'm of not. anything. And I have but a whole on, list lead, of stuff lead me off. Read me, me off your point predictions for, for Herbert again. All right. So I did go a little high with the QBs. I'm not just let me let's read off Herbert's three games. Atlanta, 31. Yeah, that's... Okay, so I can see no, that. 29, sorry. 29. I can see that. His second best week of the year. Okay. They're, they're number 31. Right, yeah, no, that's possible. Vegas, 28. Uh, his third best week of the year because 29 would be a second, or a second again. <laughs> All right, and then Denver, 26. That would be... He had two 27s. So that would be his tied for fourth best week of the year. Okay, he is had twenty seven against New possible? Orleans. Who's number four? Yeah, he had. Yeah, that was a really good week. I'm not. I'm not denying that. I'm not saying. Passes. I'm Herbert's not saying not that he's a joke. bad quarterback. No is, yeah, we all agree Herbert's good. But I don't think that. I don't think that he's going to be a top. He's not playoff on the reformer. level of Mahomes. He's not on the level. He's of, not on the level for a season. But in a three game stretch like this for your playoffs, I think that he is with his matchup. I think your points. I think your points are ridiculous. Your points are high way for three weeks too high. Okay, that they're both. They both might be a little bit too high. <laughs> and do you but, think? Do you think after his downright embarrassing loss, you think his confidence is going to be shook? I think that. I, I think, think so. I don't think it's going to be I think the Chargers... And his, his coach... Yeah, his coach... Athlete. His coach doesn't even think they're making the playoffs. Yeah, the Chargers Their coaching coach staff is, is awful. Exactly. And that's, that's not good. They, he just throws <laughs> the ball all the time. <laughs> he didn't... I mean, he threw it 53 times versus the Patriots, and that didn't work. It's like... <laughs> what, what was that guy, Romeo Crennel? Play... Or the guy that was like, playoffs? We're not making the playoffs. <laughs> I think, I mean, if you look at his last three games, he has 49 attempts, 52 attempts, 53 attempts. But he also, he has three picks over the last three games. He's been sacked nine times. He threw three touchdowns versus the Jets, but then he only threw one versus the Bills, none versus the Patriots. And yes, they have easy matchups, but again, I I think Herbert's good, and obviously you should start him if you have him. But in no world are you benching Patrick Mahomes. For I'm not saying that you're benching him. You're saying you think... I'm saying he's going to be if, better. If you had both on your team, you'd start Herbert. But week to week, I'd have to examine the matchup specifically. I, I think Herbert uh, I th- doesn't belong okay. in this. I think, okay, let me let me just let me just get yeah, my read, points uh, yeah, for, yeah, your points. for Herbert. All right, he's had whole season consistency. He has one been one of the most consistent players overall. Yeah, he, I mean, he's been good. There's no denying that. Okay, so uh, against every type of team, against good, uh, easy matchups, hard matchups, medium matchups, he's been very consistent and very good. Right. So that's why I think that it's better for him through a three-game span. Again, so has Rodgers. So has Brady is the maybe a little different, but so has Rodgers, so has Mahomes, and more so. Uh, and I agree. And and I have I have here that it, it's it's because of the matchups is is probably my biggest factor between these. And so let let me just finish. So they're usually losing. So there's going to be lots of throwing. Rodgers, Rodgers is the one that I will say is right up there with him. And I was between him and Rodgers. I think that they're very, very close. 
I just projected for Rodgers to have a little less because of how easy the matchups are and that I, the fact that I think that he's only really going to play three quarters in two of those games, like play hard, throwing the ball as much as he can. So Rodgers is right there, but Mahomes, for me, he hasn't had any hard matchups so far this season. That's that that's the whole. That was my whole. He point. got twenty points versus New England. That Herbert got what four? And I understand that. That's but that's, I mean, that's, that, a hard that, that's his that hardest is. matchup so far. His his matchups coming up are harder than almost any of his matchups throughout the season. Would you not trust Patrick Mahomes? Well, I I mean I trust Super him. But Bowl, I'm, just, I'm saying if you if you all right. So who does uh, who is week um, fourteen is Herbert playing? Atlanta. Would you start Herbert playing Atlanta or Mahomes playing Miami? I have, have to, to start Mahomes. I don't you think can't so. I don't think I, so. I, I would go Herbert I would against go Herbert. Atlanta. Atlanta's so bad. Mahomes Every one of Miami's games. 36, 30, 40. Like Mahomes every is just, one of, But those are all against easy teams. That's what I'm trying I'm to say. I'm saying he's still Mahomes. Like, so Herbert, I, Herbert got, is her, most likely going to be the rookie of the year. Yeah. If, I mean, if that's correct. He's a gunslinger. That He has such high volume. He throws no, the ball yeah, so I, much. I like Justin Herbert. I think he's a top 10 quarterback, but... I don't think he's a top two quarterback, which is what we're arguing down the stretch. So his stats, uh, this was before the New England game, so it would go to three games. But he has had more than 21 points in every game except for three games. And he's only had one, I said one, but now two bus games all year long. And so is Mahomes, and Mahomes has had no bus games. Like, you can't... Mahomes, Mahomes has had no had bus games. Kelsey, and yeah, Mahomes' lowest is 19. Or what? 12, I apologize, 12. So one bus game. I don't think 12 is a bus, not compared to well, 4. Well, I, I included 13 as a bus for Herbert. Okay, then. So Herbert included 13 as a bus, bus yeah. then. But well, then, no, he has two. You can't just forget the four. No, or, oh, no, if you're saying, okay, yeah. you're saying 13 is not a bus. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, they're usually losing. That's her team scenario. So there's lots of throwing. They don't have a playoff hope. But he, he is there to prove himself still. He's going to be the future of the franchise. He has two very good receivers. And just his matchups alone... They're going to be competitive games, and I, I believe that the Chargers will be in most of these games, or all of them, all these games. They should have a chance not to really win, but make it close, make it respectable, and I believe these are all high-scoring games, and I think Herbert is going to have a better stretch than Mahomes, and Roger, Rodgers I'm on the fence with. I but, disagree, but yeah. All right, I mean, so, it's not, crazy. It's not I a mean, crazy case. He's but. your number two. So let's get into the real arguments of number one. Because I, to be honest, don't even have Tom Brady. I didn't, kind of like how Chris said, I didn't even really look at him. And you guys based, I know you guys, whoever, you put him as number one, Max. Two. Or number two. Rogers one, Brady I got him as number, number one. Number one. The only re- I know for a fact the only reason you had that is because he has such an easy matchup. It's not because it's not he's the been, only reason. I mean, that's not, that's he hasn't not been the, the most reason. consistent and the best quarterback throughout the whole season. See, now that, here's but, where I'm going to disagree with you is consistency. So consistency throughout the year, you're right. But every time he's played a, a bad defense, he has lit them up. And yeah. they don't run the ball over there, barely at all. His volume is so high. When, and in that offense, they don't let off the gas. They, they keep pouring it on. So every time they've played a good matchup with a bad team, he has lit them up. His best his best games were against the bad teams. That's why I projected him for so high. I realize it's a little higher than it should be, most likely. I think you just went high in your numbers for both guys. Just overall, yeah, that's, but... I think I did that. I might have done that with all my players then. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, in Arian's offense, they don't run the ball, and he gets such a high volume. They have mm-hmm. world-class I wide think receivers. You're, you're coming out of a bye week. And you put Brady in a... Scotty Miller included? Like, don't bet against Brady. 
It's, he's hurt, I believe. He's got Evans, he's got Godwin, Gronk's had a couple back-to-back decent games. Yep. They have the ground attack they need, their defense is strong, and the matchups are just, like, comically easy. So, like, it's as easy as, let me, let me as, easy as you can draw it up. Just, just the two stats against the, their worst two matchups were the Chargers and the Raiders. So, against the Raiders, 36 fantasy points. Against the Chargers, 32 fantasy points. And those were their two best matchups. They're fighting for the number one seed in the NFC. And most teams run the ball more in easy matchups, but not Arians. They lay on the points, like I said. They they will continue to throw the ball all game, unlike Rodgers. All right, well, let me let me give you a little little insight on Rodgers. As, again, as much as I dislike to tell you about him, here we go. He has been probably one of the most consistent quarterbacks outside of Mahomes, I would say. This is like his first actually consistent year. Yeah, he had the one really bad hiccup versus Tampa Bay, three points, no touchdowns. He, he had an awful game, but I don't see it happening again the rest of the season, especially with his matchups being number 24 Detroit, number 19 Panthers, number 28 Titans. He's going to do really well. We can all agree on that. But let me yeah. let me get, tell you a little bit about him. They're fighting for the buy spot in the playoffs. This is the season I have seen Aaron Rodgers really, really want, like, this season. He really wants to do well. He has an incredible touchdown-to-turnover ratio. Well, he's got that, he's got, you know, he's 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 still pissed off from them drafting a quarterback. Oh, yeah. And so he's prov- he's proving this year, like, why he's still going to be the guy. Yeah. And, think- and let, me, let me read off some of these... Sorry, Max. No, 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 you're good. Let me read off some of these crazy st- st- statistics that he has. He has 37 touchdowns on the season to six turnovers. Uh, he he has one game with no touchdowns against Tampa Bay, obviously, and he only had two other games with less than three passing touchdowns, mm-hmm. and in both of those games, he had two. He is always going to be a competitive guy, and like I said, he has an easy schedule. Four picks on the year only. He's He gets fired up down the stretch, I think. He's he's a Hall of Famer. He's been this is he's just been like almost scarily consistent. He's just 21, 25, 21, 25, 28. It's just good week after good week after good week. You give him these easy matchups. And I don't mean to keep going back to this, but there's like there's no way you start Justin Herbert over Aaron Rodgers in any of these no, matchups. No chance. I they're, I they're gotta say crazy, easy Aaron Rodgers number Packers one. Need to win. He has Devontae Adams. He, they've got all the weapons. He, Aaron like yeah. Like, even without. Without Devontae Adams, he's still winning and, and games. Matt's he's still saying, putting Matt's up big numbers. Three quarter games, but there's no proof of that this year. He's well, just, he's th- put th- up there points proof. every single week. There's not because there, it, no, there, there's. Proof I don't care how he's getting the points, but no, he's getting the points every I, single week. I understand. There is there is proof, just in the fact they've only played three bad defenses, and they don't play any more the rest of the year. Any good defenses? They play bad. Detroit, Carolina, Tennessee. Twenty four. Detroit 19, and Tennessee are both. Bad, or sorry, I meant good matchups, like really bad teams is what I meant to say. Then wouldn't it be three then? Detroit, Atlanta, Jacksonville? Or what are you saying? Yes, that's what I'm saying. And and you could see, like, in no means, like I said, I believe Aaron Rodgers is a very close number three. Um, I believe he's going to get all, he, in, the, all in the 20s. And is, is my point here is that there, there could be games where he's going to get 20-21, like against Detroit, and like he did in week two. And that's not bad. They were destroying Detroit, 
and he he does he did very well in that game. But then Aaron Rod or Aaron Jones easily took over that game because Detroit's so bad against the rush. But that's not true. The other two examples. It, Atlanta, it's not. There's it's, another bad team. He got 29. The other bad team yeah, got 25. Yeah, I agree. I, so I more mean, times I understand than that. I understand that, but. I, I, I'm just Detroit again, once again, they're just so bad. First of all, Atlanta's actually really good against the run. They're number four against the run. So there there's one example there. Jacksonville, I'm not hundred percent sure. But I believe that it's it's gonna be good, but it's not gonna be outstanding like Tom Brady is. I think it is gonna be outstanding. Rodgers has something to fight for. He wants that MVP more than anybody mm-hmm. in the league. He has the matchups. He's like, got the weapons, he's got like yeah, on paper, he's, it's got yeah, everything playing, success. He's me, playing to win. He's playing to fight. He wants MVP. You just let he's me, gonna be the number one. Let, let me bring up Patrick Mahomes here for a second. I know we're talking about you know Talk you guys are debating oh, Mahomes Rogers. Patrick Mahomes has two thousand yard receivers. One of them being a tight end. Mm-hmm. He's got Tyreek Hill, who is an absolute monster. You cannot stop that offense. I don't care what matchups they have. That's what I'm saying. He should have had two more touchdowns to Tyreek Hill this week. One of them got called back from a holding call and the other one legitimately was a touchdown <laughs> that nobody that, that literally nobody knew was it was caught. If I mean that that was a touchdown. You could have added more points to that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Patrick Mahomes is the reigning Super Bowl champion, reigning Super Bowl MVP. He's regardless of his contract, I don't care about how much money this man makes. He is clear and cut to me the best quarterback in the league. You can't argue that. Fan, no. The next fan of three weeks aside, like that's a toss up maybe, but he is the best quarterback in football. That's a fact. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But the thing is for me is that he, my only real point, the only reason I didn't put him in here is because he hasn't had such like a, a hard challenge yet. And the, this is going to be his most challenging part of his schedule. It doesn't I, matter. He's been on a roll all season. And, and against he, bad teams or against average teams is what I'm saying. Okay, but it doesn't matter. You're the Kansas City. It matters in fantasy. Does it, it matters in fantasy. I don't think it does for Mahomes. I think no. Mahomes is just above that level. With, and with Hill and Kelsey and Edwards Collier, like, they just... They, and they and even Le'Veon... And you've got everyone. Le'Veon Bell, who's a good pass-catching back. Like, he's got all of these weapons. I don't care what... I don't care that he's playing the number seven Miami Dolphins yeah, or the like, number four New Orleans the Saints. going to be the favorite every single time. In, in the final... If you make it to the finals and you've got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, he's playing number 32 Atlanta. He's going to dismantle them completely. And not only that, dude, like... Uh, just going, again, back to the 2,000-yard the receivers. Uh, Travis Kelsey... Is obviously him and Tyreek Hill. You could put those are okay. I'm try, I've got so many things going <laughs> in my brain right now, but all I'm trying to say is he's got two guys clear and consistently that are at their position the two best guys in the league. Any given play, and wouldn't be a surprise. Oh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Tyreek Hill is the best receiver in the league in terms of fantasy and. Kelsey's the best tight end. Yeah, anyway. right, exactly, and both of those guys have over a thousand yards. And the other thing, I, because I, I had a tough time between Mahomes and Rodgers, to be honest, picking. I only had a six point difference. But the other thing I would like to say about the Chiefs, they, if you watch any game that they play, they do not take their foot off the gas no, pedal. Not you watch Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. put up how many yards in a quarter? A lot. Like it was 200. like almost two hundred. <laughs> they could be winning by. Sixty points. Keep, it doesn't matter. They're gonna keep scoring. One time out, they're gonna go down the field. That's what the Chiefs do. They. That's what I'm saying. They keep their foot on the gas pedal the whole time. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who they're playing. Exactly. How much they're up by. I don't care who Justin Herbert's playing. I'm even sorry. if they're Matt, Patrick Mahomes is, is Patrick even Mahomes. if they're losing, you will see Mahomes 
do well, especially at the end of the game. So I, you know what? L- looking at, I it think now, he will do better than Tom Brady. Now two, we've won you over. <laughs> no, not won me over, but his his two, uh, you can't even call it. Only one of them has really been a dud because nineteen isn't a dud. But his two worst games were they for some reason they must have a problem against Denver. They were both against Denver. Other than that, he hasn't been under twenty. But like I said, he's only had one hard matchup. That's. That's the the hardest part for me is that he has Miami. Like, I see what I see what games. I see what you're scoring. listen. I see what you're saying that maybe he hasn't been tested really this year. But at the end of the day, it's still Patrick, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. He won a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, like, yeah, but you can't use that as an argument yeah, that he won. You Super Bowl you brought up two years ago Sam Darnold playing good in two, two years <laughs> ago. Fantasy wise, but Mahomes. Like, That's what we're talking about. Patrick Mahomes is going to be the Super Bowl. Does not matter fantasy wise at all. It means Mahomes is he's battle tested. But it's not like he hasn't gone up. Not, a, not only that, they have... Sorry. No, you're good. Continue. Sorry. Not only that, Pittsburgh is also... They're what? Not, they just lost their they first lost game? They the football team, yeah. They're competing for the Unreal. number one buy spot. Okay. They're not going to let up. I don't think they're going to lose, but I think these... I'm not saying losing. That's games. not my point. They're not going to let up. They're going to keep... They're going to go... Steamrolling mm-hmm. teams. They're going to keep putting up the points because they're still competing for the number one spot. I don't think they're going to be able to as much in these first two matchups. Versus I, Miami. I agree. Yeah, Miami, Miami's number here. seven. I know that, but it's That's Patrick. the hardest They're also in a crap division. It's Patrick They're in the worst division. The second worst division. They're going up against Sam Darnold twice, not Patrick Mahomes. Like... You you can't make that I argument. I mean, I understand, but you cannot th- make these that next argument. Two, these next two New Orleans. How do okay? Look at but look, it's still it's Patrick. I'm what, benching Patrick Mahomes. The reason I, okay, listen. The, the reason the reason I brought up Travis Kelsey. The reason I brought up you said you'd bench him for Justin Herbert. The reason yeah. I brought up Travis Kelsey and Ty- you don't have both of them. <laughs> it's very brothers. Both of them. <laughs> the reason I brought up Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill is regardless of the matchups between the quarterbacks in these defenses. What are the matchups like? I don't I I don't have the, yeah, no, the that's, that's I don't I don't have point. the stats pulled up right now, but what are the numbers like against Miami for rece- receivers? Yeah, Miami receivers, for, tight ends and mm-hmm. and wide receivers. It, I mean, if it's low against quarterbacks, it can't be very high against receivers. But they're not playing the Chiefs everywhere. The Chiefs are just they truly are like an offensive league of their own. I, I get it. I get it. Let's let's get into running backs. Yeah, we we still have two other positions yeah, to debate. Let's talk about enough about this. Running backs is I feel a lot more clear and Yeah, cut. this one I don't know how much debate this is going to spark. I think, yeah, we'll see. No, my number one... All of our number... Or no, three of our four number ones. Yeah, so my number one is going to be Derrick Henry. I don't think there's much of an argument. Um, number Jones. 14 is playing Jacksonville, who's number 28. I'm projecting 31 points. I believe... Um, well, I'm not going to say it. I, well, the only, reason he's gonna, points. the only reason he's going to get that high is because he didn't do good the first time he played him, and it's a revenge. So 15, Detroit. They're number 32. I'm projecting 28 points. And week 16, Green Bay, number 30. I'm projecting 19 points, so not as much that game. What's the total? Total is going to be 78. Wow, that's, again, yeah, high. I, I, I must have put them all pretty high. <laughs> so I had King Henry. Who, who's your, who's your oh, runner-up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah your sorry. runner-up. Sorry. My runner-up is going to be Nick Chubb. I considered him. Nick but... Chubb, 14. He's playing Baltimore, who's number 9. I'm only projecting 10 points. Week 15, the Giants, number 22, I'm projecting 25. And week 16 against the Jets, I'm, who's number 24, I'm projecting 24. I'm going to have to go ahead and... With two, for a total of 59 points. Oh, I, really I know that we're not going to like debate right now, but I'll save it for later. Okay, so for me, my number one, obviously King Henry. I'm predicting 17 against the Jags, but I think, uh, looking back on it, I think it's going to be higher. 
than that, but whatever. 17 against Jags, 20 against Detroit, and 26 against the Packers, totaling out to 63 altogether. And then my runner-up, Aaron Jones, 18 against Detroit, 16 against Carolina, 15 against the Titans, to total 49. So much like our quarterbacks, I flip-flopped our running backs, Andrew. I've got Aaron Jones at number one, and uh, he plays Detroit, Carolina, and Tennessee, and against Detroit, I've got him at 30, which is going to be, I think, his high for the playoff run. Uh, versus Carolina, I've got him at 25, and 25 as well against Tennessee. And then my runner-up, Derrick Henry. Where's that total, too? Oh, sorry. That is 80. And then uh, my runner-up, sorry, is Derrick Henry, uh, which obviously we're all in agreement with. I've got him at 18 versus Jacksonville, 25 versus Detroit, and 23 versus Green Bay for a total of 66. Next. All right. I also had Derrick Henry as my number one. I am doing 19 points versus Jacksonville, 27 versus Detroit, and 32 versus Green Bay. That's probably too high. It's it's kind of tough to predict points. You know, I think you end up skewing a little high. Our predictions um, are pretty similar for the first two, at least. I got, yeah, I went 78, you had 80. Um, and then I had Wait, you Chubb. had 78 for Henry? 78 for Henry. That's what I had. There you go. And then Chubb was my number two. Um, I had him doing 14 points versus Baltimore, 24 versus the Giants, and 22 versus the Jets for 60. So you guys had exactly the same? Yeah, we yeah, had the and, same. And that was only flipped. one point off. I had 59. So we had almost the exact Chubb. same. All right, so really quickly, because we're all in agreement that King Henry yeah. is going to do amazing. We all agree Henry's. Yeah, but Chris, what gave you the edge of Aaron Jones over Derrick Henry? So what, what made you pick that? Because I had Aaron Jones as my secondary, <laughs> so I, I see him doing really well. I just but. feel like Aaron Jones has the ability to break. I mean, they both have the ability to break off massive runs, for obviously for touchdowns, but I don't know. I just I don't really have... Uh, a, a piece to argue with that. I just feel like Derrick Henry is obviously he's Derrick Henry, but he it's scattered when he gets high high points. I feel like Aaron Jones is always going to consistently get right around the mid low to mid twenties, and um, Derrick Henry he bounces between you know like a sixteen point week and then he'll have a thirty six point week. So you never really know exactly what he's going to do. I feel like Aaron Jones is more consistent, and that's why I've got him at 30, 25, 25. And then Derrick Henry, I've got him at 18, 25, 23. So for me, the only re- the I would say the biggest reason I put Aaron Jones second is that I think Aaron Rodgers is going to take away a lot of I can Aaron Jones' that. performance. Yeah, I can see that. And I think Tannehill is really not taken away from Derrick Henry. And... Against bad teams, every single bad team that Derrick Henry has played, he's done really well mm-hmm. outside of the Jags. The first time he played them, he got eight, which isn't like downright terrible, <clears throat> terrible, but it's not something you expect from him. This is kind but of um, this is kind all. of going to a different player, but I know just because you said Derrick Henry, you think that he's going to do better uh, against Jacksonville the second time here. But then you said Nick Chubb is only going to get 10 against Baltimore mm-hmm. because he played bad against them the first time. I feel like that's that's kind of contradictory. It's, it's, not, it's not specifically because they played them. I put that because just in general, Nick Chubb has a harder time against, and the Browns in general have a harder time against better rushing defenses. Right, but I see what you're saying, but at the same time, I feel like it could also be, I feel like he he's going to do better the second time against 
playing the same team because, I mean, he's coming off of uh, an 18, and then his low over the last four weeks is 11 points. He had 18, 11, 23, 16, and then he's playing Baltimore again. And I feel like, I just feel like that he's going to do better, just like how you're saying Derrick Henry's going to do better playing a team for the second time. I'm not saying... You're talking about Nick Chubb? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, I, I don't. I know I don't have him on my list, but he's a guy that's on my team, and I just would I'm, he be your number three? Would he be near your number threes? I think yeah. Aaron Jones would be on a, I think so, but I had a few other notables that I think. I, I think surprising. Gonna be up I put there. Montgomery up there because of the easy matchups mm-hmm. and how they've been using him. The other one I put on there is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, if you look at him, his lowest. He's only played three games. But his he's, lowest he's is 23. Mm-hmm. That's well, that's pretty incredible. Real quick, getting back to what, what Chris was talking about, the difference that I see in those two points playing them the second time is that Jacksonville is number 28 against the run overall. They're they're a bad team. Baltimore, while they're not as good of a team, they are a decent defense. So I think it's going to be hard to just break off a good game against Baltimore Okay, so just because it's the second time you play them. In kind of agreement with you, the only reason I can see Nick Chubb doing not as great as he has the last couple weeks against Baltimore is because in Tennessee, Derrick Henry, that's who, we're, that's who we're talking about, right? Okay, so sorry. I'm sorry. But Derrick Henry is clear and cut pretty much the only running back that they have. Not not necessarily, but he is clear and cut the number one. Yeah. In In Cleveland, you've got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So I feel like maybe, maybe if if Nick Chubb doesn't do well against Baltimore, maybe Kareem Hunt will. Could be. So it's it's kind of a flip flop between those two guys. So I can see why maybe he wouldn't do well against Baltimore, but I feel like at the same time, with the same argument as Derrick Henry, knowing that he didn't do well against him the first time, he's gonna want to do better. Okay. Well, before we get into Andrews, real quick, I just wanted to say a couple things about Derrick Henry. A couple of crazy things that I noticed when reading through his stats. So, his consistency has been the touchdowns. He has, well, I guess this one's not about the touchdowns, but his two ga- he has had two games under 10 all season, which is pretty insane. And then he has over 20 carries per game almost always. But here's, here's the, real, the real crazy stat. So, he has had the same amount of games with multiple touchdowns as he had games with no touchdowns. So he's had four games, uh, yeah, well, no, that's that's not part of the same stat, but that is insane to me. The same amount of games with multiple touchdowns as he had, has had games without any touchdowns. I think with Henry, I, or oh, with, God, with Henry and if you look at him as the season goes on last year and we'll see this year, he had a much bigger half last year. Um, I think there is honestly a thing with him, just defenses being worn down more. He's just so big. That I think he almost like goes into hyper mode as the season ends. In, um, including this year and last year, eight of his last week ten or later games, he's had more than hundred yards, and in five of those, more than hundred forty nine yards. So he really turns it on in the end of the season. He's got the he's always capable more than any other running back to put up a thirty plus week. Mm-hmm. He's just he's he's hard to take and he, down. And he does it without receiving work. That's right, what's that's so insane. Thing. He, he just beats yeah. out. He's an old school runner. Mm-hmm. He just pounds out a defense. Yep. I wrote down a lot of stats. In preparation, that there was going to be a debate about Henry, but there clearly isn't. Yeah, so, always, but I still want to. Yeah, I just yeah, want to yeah. read off these stats real quick. So he's had seven games this season <clears throat> with over a hundred plus rushing yards and twelve touchdowns to top it off. That's insane already as it is. 
His team is competing for the division leader. Like I said, they're tied with the Colts, so he's they're not going to take their foot off the gas either, mm-hmm. which is what I like. He has had one turnover the entire season, which is obviously great. Yeah, he does not. And he's been an absolute workhorse, obviously, as we all know. He's only had four games in the entire season with less than 20 carries, and they were 19, 18, 19, and 15 carries. So Mm -hmm. he's always going to get the production. Yeah, so So, he's not far off from... Yeah, so that's all I've got on him. All right, so let me make a quick... Argument for Nick Chubb. Yeah, that's over about Chubb. Over Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones, I know this was my argument for Rodgers, but Rodgers does take over most of these games. And Aaron Jones, while he does get work, I mean, he he isn't like he was last year. Mm -hmm. He's not getting the touchdowns like he was last year. That's all Rodgers. He's been getting the touchdowns. But Nick Chubb, his last three games since the injury, he averages 19.3 carries per game. And all of his games with high volume like that, he's had 20 or more fantasy points. And he has two good matchups. It was a, he has a tough first game, like I said. Uh, his, his factor is that they have a pretty good line and they're committed to the run lately. And it's worked out for him. He, and I, I wrote here, bad QB. I do not think Baker is the real deal. Even though their team's winning, I believe it's mostly on the back of Chubb. And... His stats, he had two bad games, and one was an injury. And he averages, or with the volume, if you take out the injury, he averages 20.2 fantasy points per game. So his team scenario is fighting for the wild card. They have a good division. They have to win, and I believe they won't if they're only relying on Baker. And then since coming back, like I said, team is committed to the run. He averages 6.63 yards per carry, which is an insane number. I mean, that's only through, what, three games, I believe. But since he's come back from his injury, he's averaged over six yards a carry, and he's been successful in bad weather, and the weather is getting worse. They have to rely on the run game in bad weather, and he's been good in bad weather. So that's all I have on Chubb. But I I believe he's going to beat Aaron Jones. One more thing for Chubb. He has seven touchdowns in just the eight weeks he started. So he's getting in the end zone almost every week. He has three out in his last four weeks. And like Matt was saying, he gets... You were saying with Hunt, um, the last three weeks he still, or last four weeks he still has 18, 19, or 20 touches. So even with Hunt um, getting touches as well, Chubb, the production's still there for Chubb. And I wouldn't even say, Matt, you were saying lately they've been relying on the run. The the Browns have been relying on the run all year, and that's I, I don't see any signs of yeah. Chubb's work, workload going down because it's been working. They're 9 and 3. Okay. They're, I don't see any reason Chubb's going to slow down. The matchups are good besides the Baltimore one. But like you were saying, with getting roughly 20 carries a game, I don't see any reason to. Yep. To steer away from Chubb. Yeah, let's get into the receivers then. All right. What do you got, Matt? My top receiver is going to be Tyreek Hill. Oh, yeah. tough one to argue with. (laughs) (laughs) He's already number one. It's the only one that I have who's the number one guy staying as number one for these three games. But against Miami in week 14... Who's number eighteen? I believe he's going to get about thirteen points, so not too big of a Wait game. Wait a second! Didn't Wait, you didn't you, didn't you just say that it can't be uh, much worse than or much yeah, better? Yeah, interesting actually. What? Because my <laughs> when we were talking about Patrick Mahomes, you were like, yeah, he, that's why I'm saying he's only going to get thirteen points. Well, no, I just think that's an interesting drop off. Seven versus quarterbacks, eighteen versus receivers is. I would expect. But yeah, but now you're now you're saying Tyreek Hill is going to be the number one. Uh, yeah, I am. Just so I'm just confused because Patrick I, Mahomes doesn't have to be the number one for Tyreek Hill to be the number one. I'm not saying that either, but I'm just saying that that definitely helps Patrick Mahomes' case. 
Well, with Tyreek Hill being one of two guys that gets it, and Tyreek Hill in the running game, too, he runs the ball sometimes, and just it's not even always touchdowns that he's getting. It's a ton of yards. Mahomes has had a couple of games now where he hasn't had a lot of touchdowns, okay, but, but if Tyree, a ton of yards. If Tyreek Hill is getting a bunch of yards, so is Patrick Mahomes. I understand that, but yards aren't worth that much for a quarterback. Right. Touchdowns are where it's at. Uh, we'll, keep the, we'll keep the debate for later. <laughs> yeah. so, Let the man read. Yeah. Come on. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. So, actually, my receivers were a lot lower than my other positions, but... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's seemingly the whole season it's been like that, yeah. though. The running so, backs has always been the top. So, remember, I was in 80s and 90s. Oh, uh, boy. So, 13 for that first game against Miami. New Orleans... What did you have him at? What? What did you have him at for Miami? 13 points. Oh, okay. Sorry. New Orleans, who's number 9, I have 16 points. And then versus Atlanta, number 31, I have, that's the big game, 24 points. That's exactly what I had against Atlanta for him. So his total is going to be, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say his total yet. I'm going to go to my next guy. Devontae Adams, 14 versus Detroit. They are the number 24 defense against the receiver. 26. Well, that that might be the updated, uh, maybe. I I might have written it down wrong. Well, anyways, I'm projecting that that's even, even better. 15 points for Devontae Adams. Week 15 for Carolina, they were number 16. Am I right on that one? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm projecting 18 points for him. And then versus Tennessee, number 28 defense. 30. 30. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I did this too early. (laughs) Whatever. But his projection for me is going to be 20 points. And those two totals, I did the totals before I picked who's going to be my number one. Exactly. They came out to the exact same, (laughs) 53 points. So I gave Tyreek Hill the edge. I made his total 53.1. And Devontae Adams in a ridiculously close second with 53 points. All right. My number one is Devontae Adams. 23 against Detroit. 16 against Carolina. 21 against the Titans. To total out to 60 points. And then Tyreek Hill was my number two. 16 against Miami, 14 against New Orleans, and 22 against Atlanta, coming out to 52. So pretty close, Tyreek, for that. Chris? All right, so I've got Tyreek Hill as my top. Obviously, he's number one for a reason. I've got him at 18 versus Miami, 22 versus New Orleans, and like Matt, 24 versus Atlanta. And that totals out to 64. And then a surprising number two, which I know you guys aren't going to agree with, but I'll save that for the debate. It's Justin Jefferson. I've got him at 20 versus Tampa Bay, 15 versus Chicago, and 18 versus New Orleans, and that totals out to 53. All right. I went with Devontae Adams as my number one. I, I went. I think I went way too high on the points, but as I'll get into about Adams, I think it's maybe kind of possible. I had him getting 25 versus Detroit, uh, 20, 20 versus Carolina, and then 29 versus the, the um, Titans. Titans. And I did not do the math on that. It was 45 plus 29. You're going to have to get back to us. We'll get 70, back to you. There's no on the spot, man. 74, 74. 74. So I got 74 points for that. This might be a lot, but I'll get into my argument for him when we get into it. And then for my runner-up, I almost went Tyreek Hill, but I figured everyone's going to Tyreek Hill, so I tried to pick more of like a wild card one. And I, I'm saying Mike Evans on the Bucks. He plays the 29th-ranked Minnesota Vikings, the 31st-ranked Atlanta, and the 26th-ranked Detroit. I think he goes hand-in-hand with liking Brady. Um, like I said, I think Hill could have a very strong case to be better than him. 
but I figured everyone's going to pick Hill, and Hill's... He's got better I matchups. I have Hill on my team. I love Hill. Evans but has better Evans matchups. has really good matchups. Yep. Um, so I wanted to pick more kind of a fun yeah, one. You, I think he'd be really good. I'll get into him my argument for him. You really loved Tyreek Hill after his forty-four point performance, didn't I, you? I, I Hill's really good. Hill's Hill's the best running back. Or excuse me, the best wide receiver in football. I think that's. No, I, I disagree. Argument. I think he's the best receiver. I think he's the fastest. <laughs> I, with the best yeah. quarterback. I think he's the best fantasy. The best receiver. quarterback for a speed receiver. Yeah, definitely. But uh, so I have Evans getting twenty-one versus Minnesota, twenty-three versus Atlanta, and twenty versus Detroit, which would add up to sixty-four. Can I talk about Justin Jefferson before we get into anything else? Yeah. I like Justin Jefferson. Get, get okay. into him. Okay. So don't get me wrong. Obviously, I believe that Devontae Adams is going to be right up there too. So I he's he's going to be a close number three. But I feel like what we were talking about earlier with Alan Lazard and everything, I feel like Aaron Rodgers wants to spread the ball around a little bit more. So I don't know if – I'm not too sure how well Devontae Adams will do. But obviously, he's still going to do amazing. But I went with Justin Jefferson as my number two. Only because this man is breaking records. He's putting up Randy Moss rookie numbers. He really he's is. he's he's doing better actually than than Randy Wa- than Randy Moss as a rookie. He seems to score pretty much every single game, which is obviously that's at least six points right off the bat, on top of however many yards. So that's where I think a lot of his points are going to come from. And he doesn't have the most favorable matchups, but it, like he's got a a divisional game against Chicago, and obviously. As Bears fans, we know Chicago's defense is dropping off a little bit. And again, it's a divisional game. And the Bears in Minnesota are neck and neck. So it's going to be a tough matchup. And I'm not sure how much of a high-scoring game it might be. But for Justin Jefferson, I think he'll have a good game. And... um, Like I said, I think he's going to be right around... Right, right around where I project or projected him at in all of these games, and just the fact that he's breaking records and putting up these types of numbers, I don't see him slowing down. I don't see him slowing down, but I see him getting beat out by these other guys that we mentioned pretty easily. I don't say pretty easily at all. I think, I, I, I think, I think Jefferson's the fourth best receiver right now. I, so I understand not, he's not an out of nowhere pick. He's, no, I just feel like first of all, they, the Devontae Adams should be number one. If he didn't, if he didn't miss two games and he continued with that pace, yeah, oh, yeah. he'd be That's close fair. to number one. And they're by far, what like Tyreek Hill is so far Tyree away is from anybody else. Adams is two hundred twenty. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Devontae Adams, like I said, is gonna do great. But I, I want to see, I want to see this. I want to see Justin Jefferson do what I'm, I'm hoping he will. And I, I think, I think he will. But it's possible that, it's very, very possible that. Um, obviously, someone like Devontae Adams will beat him out, but I think I think he's a good case. Can I do my uh, Mike Evans case after the, the Justin Jefferson? I yes, he's the other. See um, Since now he's the Evans other is he's the seventh ranked seventh ranked <laughs> receiver in the league right now, averaging ten point six one points. He just was on the bye week this week. I think um, a lot of people might not have thought that he was that high. I think he's clearly been the number one over Godwin. And what you have to look at in that, though, is the Bucks have not played a single bottom 10 defense yet. He hasn't had a single green matchup, and they've had five top 10s. So he has not had any easy matchups, and he's still the seventh ranked, seventh ranked receiver. And his next three matchups are verse 29, 31, 26, coming out of a bye week with a great coach in Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, ready to put the foot in the gas, hopefully. And he has 11 touchdowns in the 12 weeks so far. So even verse the tough defenses... He's finding the end zone. 
Brady is throwing it to him as much as anyone else, despite there being a lot of good talent there. He has 11 targets, 9 targets, 9 targets his last three weeks. Put up 17 versus the number one ranked Chiefs defense and scored two touchdowns. Had five catches of 56 yards and a touchdown versus the number one Rams defense, which isn't a great week at 10.9. But versus the number one defense, he'll take 11 for 10.9. And then giving him his first shots versus the best three defenses. And I don't know if this really means anything, but I think it's something that's kind of interesting. Evans is on year seven of his career, and he's had 1,000 yards every single year. And he's at 600 yards right now with four weeks to go. So if he's going to get 1,000 again, he's definitely going to have to turn it on. And not like, I don't think he's going to get like favorable treatment for Brady to try and reach a number that arbitrarily doesn't mean anything. But I think it's something to maybe motivate him even a little bit more. Well, the Bucks are going to be, they're fighting hard for a spot and have three very easy games coming off the bye. I think Evans could sneak in there and not be a surprise, because like I said, he's a seventh ranked receiver, but having no easy matchups yet, I could see him making a case yeah. to be. So for him, he hasn't had easy matchups, but Tom Brady uh, technically has t- had had two matchups in the green, and they were they were cr- his two crazy good games, thirty five and thirty two. Mm-hmm. So I would I'd like to know how Evans did against those because that was a big reason for Tom Brady. versus the Chargers. I know that was one of the good ones. And off the top of my head, I don't know what the other... Uh, let's see, I have them here. But yeah, he had 18 versus the Chargers. Vegas. Two touchdowns. Versus Vegas, the Raiders, he had 3.7 only. So I think that was the game where he was hurt, I want to say, because he only had two targets. I'm not entirely sure about that, because the week before, he also only had two targets versus okay. the Packers. So he so did have a little bit of an injury. evidence. But, um, but I think, like I said, they haven't played... They get, like, by far their easiest matchups coming in. Yeah. And, like I said, he's the seventh-ranked receiver... With all that, coming out of a bye week, I think there's a lot of positive signs. Okay. See, the reason that I decided to leave him off my list was because Tom Brady's much better at spreading the ball than even Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers likes to go Were you to considering Adams. Mike Evans, though? I, I thought about him because I had Tom Brady up there so high that I thought he was going to throw the ball so I much. guess I guess because I didn't really think about Tom Brady, I didn't really think about the Bucks as a whole. To be honest, I didn't know Mike Evans was doing that well Yeah, this he has 11 touchdowns in 12 weeks. He, the yards wow. haven't been there as much, but the 11 touchdowns have really propelled yeah. him. So Mike Evans, I wrote that he did. He doesn't have enough volume throughout the year. Yeah, that's the only thing. is He, he only has two games where he's gotten more than 10 targets. But yeah. 613 yards, two, 11 touchdowns. Is, so I think top two is And he does have 18, 18 red zone targets. So he does get targeted yeah. in the red zone a lot. Yeah, that, but that, that's like mostly what he is, most of his fans. But that's for the point. I mean, that's yeah. the biggest point producer. Well, let me let me read you one quick stat from... And again, I'm not, I, have Devontae, I have Devontae Adams in my number one, so I'm yeah. not saying I think he'll be the best. No, yeah. So Tyree Kill has had 13 receiving touchdowns through 12 games. He actually he, has 14. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not even going to play. <laughs> he has 14, but he didn't know he caught that 14th one, so it's not in there. And then he does have a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, let's see. He's the number one receiver, unless you believe Kelsey is the number one receiver. No, I think even And he Hill can't has... be covered man-to-man. It's no, it just doesn't. As simple yeah. as that, he can't. He's got the highest, like, boom play percentage yep. of anyone in the league. So he, he averages, it was I'm 17. not going to argue against Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I think Tyreek Hill yeah. is... Is really good. There's no... He you're aver- starting him 100% of the time no matter what. So this was before this last Denver game, but he was averaging about 17 points. He's been... That average was demolished by one game against Buffalo. You take that out and his average skyrockets. Mm-hmm. So 16 is about what you expect week to week from the guy, but he could always go off. And his, his chance of bust in the past hasn't been... Or has been... More, I guess. He's had more of a mm-hmm. chance of a bust this season. He's had one bust. <laughs> Unless you include the 8.8 against Denver, which isn't a bust. 
that's not a great game, not especially great for his standards. Guy, but no. And then Devontae Adams is the same thing. He's just his X factor is his routes, his hands, and his physicality. Mm-hmm. And the number one thing was that Aaron Rodgers knows exactly where Adams is at all times. Yep. So I think it's just kind of an argument of which one of these top guys yeah. is gonna be is gonna catch more touchdowns. Break more tackles. That's what it's going to be. One thing I wrote down is Adams has five weeks over 20 points. And in easy matchups, he when he played Minnesota, he got 27. And then when he said tough matchups for San Francisco, he still got 23. He gets the most targets on the team every week. Yep. He's just, and there's he's the, the so five consistent. games over 20 weeks. is, And that's with him being injured a couple of weeks. So that's almost more than half his games. Yeah. And then the way, the way I see Tyree Kill is the... Uh, I wrote this one down. He is good... He's very good against hard matchups. Mm-hmm. He is better than good against average matchups, and he is extraordinary against bad, bad, yep. ma- good matchups. Let me say. Yep. So that's exactly what you want. You want a nice little baseline there. But Adams, I believe, is the more consistent player and the more has the the higher floor. Yeah, he's had no weeks under ten points. Nope. And five over twenty. That, that yep. speaks and for his, itself. The Adams, only thing for him is his he injuries. Had one, no, he had two weeks. Uh, under 10. What are those weeks where he actually... Well, one, he got injured against Detroit. Okay. So that doesn't even really count. But then he had the bad one against Tampa Bay, but... Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't read my whole sentence. But it hasn't had a week under 10 points since week six. Yeah, and that was, that, was whole, fluke, that was just a fluke against Tampa <laughs> yeah, Bay. Yeah, that was just a bad but, game for the Packers. But let me, let me talk about Devontae Adams, because I have him beating out Tyree Kill. And here's why. I think Devontae Adams has the best shot, because he is the guy. Like, the absolute mm-hmm. guy. He's the only guy there. Tyree Kill, obviously he's great and all that, but you still have Kelsey getting a lot of receptions and a lot of yards taking away <laughs> yeah, taking away some stuff from Tyree Kill. Devontae Adams, clear cut, only guy there. And I feel like Devontae Adams is definitely the best receiver hands I, down in the league. The reason I picked Justin Jefferson, not to go back to him and not to cut you off, I just feel like he could be like the surprise guy. Not not so much as a surprise just because he is the number four receiver in the league right now. But because he's a rookie, I feel like it could be surprising. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for Devontae Adams, I think he is easily the best route runner mm-hmm. in the league. I think he's only second to DeAndre Hopkins in terms of catching the ball. He doesn't really drop anything. He's an absolute monster. And let me read some of the crazy st- statistics yeah. that he's had. So he's averaging 11.1 targets and 8.4 receptions per game. And to me, I would have to do more research, but I'm pretty sure that's the most consistent receiver that is out there besides maybe I someone can't like see anybody Allen. else. I just want to say I just one. I just want to say Darnell Mooney has zero drops on the season. <laughs> Something to think about. So then you're also looking at the team. That's pretty consistent. You're also looking at the team they're competing for that playoff by and I think what gave me the edge over Tyreek Hill is the matchups alone, is that the Packers have Packers much easy. easier matchups than the Chiefs do. But then there's also other crazy st- statistics, like he has 13 touchdowns on the season, he has four games with two-plus touchdowns, and five five games with 100-plus receiving yards. And he's averaging 102.9 yards per game. That's that's, that's incredible. And he has two two games less than Tyree Kill. Yes, he's like only played earlier. he's only right, played yeah. ten games so in total. Be one receiver if, he played he, all if he if he if you added up his average, he'd still be under Tyree Kill because he's that far below. And he'll have the 44 he'll, point game. Yeah, Hill is that much above every other receiver. In and the then 
Devontae Adams has also scored in 8 out of 10 games that he's played, and one of them was due to the injury in Detroit, mm-hmm. and the second one was against Tampa Bay where they, they didn't score off. at all. I think, I think so, yesterday during the game they put a stat line on that said in the last six games he scored a touchdown. Yeah, so he hasn't not he scored, scored since mm-hmm. they played Tampa Bay. So basically you should put three guys on Devontae Adams if you're playing defense against them. Then Alan Zard opened up our waiver pick. But yeah, I, I, I think bad. that based off bad of all that, game. I have a hard time. I mean, I could see Hill doing better, but I have I think that Devontae Adams has the best shot yeah. at being like the number one. Like I said, I, I, was, I was right. They were tied for mm-hmm. me. They were can literally I, tied. Can yeah. I throw out a name? We haven't. Did anyone yes. even consider DK Metcalf? Or that? I, yeah, considered him, I considered him, but Russell Wilson has not been well, playing well. I don't, I don't like his matchups. Yeah, I don't like his matchups. That's why I didn't go with him. Yeah. yeah, And, and he's going to have uh, Ramsey. So I projected his scores, too. I had 12 and 18 for his first two games. And then against Ramsey, I had four. Yeah, he had two point so eight versus Ramsey his first time. Four targets, two catches, fifty eight or fifty yards. Yep. I think we all agree Metcalf is really good, but just the yeah. matchups hold him back from being the top playoff performer. I think. Is, does anybody else have any yeah, additional I had one pieces? Last good luck. Snippet against Chris. Uh, I wrote down Jefferson and Thielen in the same because they were back to back. I believe that they have a bad schedule. Yeah, but like I said, the only reason I went with Jefferson is because he's having such a good rookie season. It doesn't even matter. He really is having a historic rookie season. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to the playoff special, the most important episode of the the fantasy season and the offseason. But, yeah, thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at FFDebaters. We appreciate all our listeners. We would appreciate any feedback, good, bad. Tell us we're idiots. Tell us whatever. Questions, comments, concerns, always welcome. Debate topics. We'd love to hear from the fans. And yeah, listen next week. We go back to our normal schedule. But thanks for tuning in. And we will see you next week.